I was going to go, is this how you pictured your 50s doing a little radio show? Because this is what it is. Drinking soda pop in the basement, bowl of candy in front of you. Don't, don't make it sound littler than it already is. Everybody, welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby, and I'm David Dedrick, and we're in our fifties, and we're still doing this. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we appreciate you listening, whatever yes. age you might be, uh, physically and/or mentally. We may get into it in, in our letters when we read letters later, but we had several compliments about last week's show that we don't normally get. No, we don't. We you know we're usually we, shunned. We, <laughs> <laughs> An Apple podcast, we're in the shunned uh, category. We are, you know, we're on the treadmill to oblivion. Every week we yeah. produce this thing. And, you know, it's another we- category that says still on, question mark. Uh, and <laughs> that's, that's right. we're also uh, top of the charts in that one. That's right. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. And where are they now? Still here. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, over there. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Still doing that thing? Yeah. Strange. Well, I wonder why. Why? What's going on? I guess they have nowhere else to go. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's fine. That's pretty much it. And it does seem weird, though, because we got... I got a uh, my, a Facebook message from Jonathan Bampton, two-time winner, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, fixes in. Fixes in. And he said, he just said, great show. And I was thinking, like, oh, that's nice. And I was also thinking, like, how is it... Like, this feels like it's the same show. In fact, last week I felt really, like, kind of awkward through the whole show. I felt like I wasn't all that, I don't know, I wasn't, you know, doing that much during the show. Which okay. is probably, the, you know, which tells me that that's the usual state of things. So maybe, yeah, maybe that maybe was what, what did it. Yeah. Do you feel awkward right now? I always feel awkward. Oh, good. Okay, keep so, it up. Okay, thank you. But it's just weird because, you know, everyone's like, yeah, great show. And you're just, Okay. We'll never repeat it because we don't know why. Yeah, why, what is there? You good go. About Can't it. take a compliment. There you are. That all makes no. That all makes sense. That all makes sense. Uh, so, um, yeah, you were the uh, king of Halloween, giving out your full size bars and whatnot. Mm-hmm. All right, well yeah. done, you. Yeah, got some real excitement. Had one one uh, little girl who's very excited to get a Mars bar, full size Mars bar, and she uh, she gave me the two thumbs up and said I was awesome. Aww. She made me very happy. Happy for her too. It's part of the fun of this whole thing. Is uh, and I like to hear the kids say to their mom and dad, "I got a full size chocolate bar," because I just want to be memorable. We used to have a guy in the neighborhood. I don't know if he still is doing it. Yeah. But when the girls were younger and went ran around for Halloween, he would come to the door dressed as a wolf. <laughs> and now, just to be clear, yeah, rest of the year not dressed as a wolf. That is well, because that's the thing. I don't know. That's the thing. The rest you, of the year we don't go to his door. You know, you can make that tragic mistake, yeah. you know, and go like, great costume, what costume? Oh, boy. <laughs> he He's is, not dressed he as Professor wolf. Xavier. <laughs> it's just that's I just don't know my neighbors. And that's, you feel like, uh, but yeah, if you're a wolf, right. it could be, yeah, their, their faith, you know, in some way. <laughs> that's right. And so, uh, yes, I, I um I thought that was pretty great. I, I'm not going to repeat that one because if he's doing it, I, we don't want two wolves answering the door. But apparently, it was quite scary. He had like kind of a scary situation, and and then you put up with this, a little bit of scariness, yeah. And you got a full size chocolate bar, so well, right? You pay well the price, yeah. You, you got the price. Okay, that pay. does make sense. Uh, the kids don't pay. I mean, other than having to bang the door a few times because we're having Chinese food while while we're doing Halloween because it's Lisa's birthday. So, do any of the kids ask for the Chinese food? They do not, possibly because they don't know we have it. 
I should maybe leave a note just as an option. Like, you know, you could have, um, you know, full stack of chocolate bars or a little bit of our egg few young. We don't, actually, <laughs> we don't actually get that. but Yeah, it's almost like you got a, let, a let's make a deal situation going on. You could either have yeah. this or what's or, in the walk. Yeah. What's in the, what do you want? And it's <laughs> like, oh, no, it could be, uh, it could be ribs. We, you know, it's ribs worth more than a Mars bar. It's tough. <laughs> we we went out, we went out for dinner. We didn't cook, cook it ourselves. Oh, okay, it was Lisa's birthday, so we had a birthday celebration. Her oh yeah yeah okay. Well, her, let's her brother uh, and her brother and, and sister law were over, and we I'll say we had uh, uh, third dragon Nina Matsumoto, uh, the great gazoo of the show of the Stinky Dragon <laughs> team, uh, over, and uh, it was uh, delightful. So my wife set up a giant tube with the skull. Threw things down it. Nice. Kids seemed to like it. A lot of people were using tubes, but the kids still seemed shocked by our tube. So <laughs> that was good. We made a mistake of putting like um, a Skittles through it first, and yeah. that just jams up. You got to have oh. your torpedo type uh, ones. So apparently, we made the same mistake last year, and I'd forgotten about it and had to use a Sprite can to knock it all out. Oh, okay. Uh, but this year, we were able to, we're just whipping. Whipping Mars bars down the tube, trying to knock the thing out of there, and we finally did. Uh, but kids seemed to, to dig it, and we set up the fire pit in the in the front yard, and uh, or or a fire kind of thing, and uh, it was legal this year. Uh, we, 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 we were burning things you couldn't burn last year. But oh, I see. There you go. I see. Yeah, uh, but uh, so children. So and and we were showing um, Treehouse of Horror uh, episodes on our window. Oh, so people would like stand and just be like, oh, I just want to watch this. <laughs> That was fun. Um, but so you went to uh, a spa land though, I went, as well. I went to a spa. Right. I went to, we went to Harrison Hot Springs, which is. Um, named not, after Rex Harrison. Right, named after Rex Harrison. They're huge the dis- fans. The there. discoverer of, the lake has a different name, obviously. It has an indigenous name. I, I don't know it, but it's called, it's Harrison, Harrison Lake. It's a very big lake. Like it's, you don't realize how big it is because it, it, it's kind of tricky because when you look down at you, you think, oh, that's the end of the lake, but it's an island. Oh, that the lake goes around and continues on for all the way up to uh, Lillooet. I think it goes all the way up to. It's a fake out. It's a lake fake. So it's a lake fake. Yeah, there's a couple islands, quite, quite sizable islands in it, and then it keeps keeps on and going. So it's quite a. It's a very deep lake. Yeah, it's a very big lake, and it's a very dangerous lake. There's a lot. Why of, is it dangerous? I guess because of the the I don't know currents. It's bigger than you think. A lot of people go out there like they're just in a canoe because it's a lake. They they think this is a lake, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it turns out, of course, lakes have their own ecosystems. Of course, and when it's sure. very very big, if it's windy and you get crosswinds because it's in a valley, it can get very choppy and then look out. And so there's uh, quite a few people uh, have drowned there through the years. Hello, phone. So it's a lake full of skeletons. <laughs> well, it our lakes are lakes full of skeletons. All of them? Yeah, they all have dead things in them. There's fish and other creatures oh, well, that yeah. have died there's, in the... There's fish. Yeah. yeah. Fish don't get a burial. <laughs> so? Yeah, I'm talking a different situation, though. You're I'm talking, talking like human humans, skeletons. Yeah. Actually, one of uh, the teachers where Lisa works at her high school, he uh, drowned in the lake. He disappeared. Oh, no. Went there one weekend that. for... Uh, just uh, by himself, went on like a solo canoe thing or kayak. I'm not too sure what he was traveling in. And yeah, never came back. So we can assume either he went to Mexico, changed his name, became Juan, as one as Juan does. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. I don't think I have to. Or he drowned in the lake. I would prefer to think he went to Mexico. Yeah, and I would prefer that as well. Uh, if you had to drown in any body of water, mm-hmm. say the ocean, a yep. lake, okay. a river, yep. 
a lagoon. Sure. A black lagoon. Yeah. Um, a pond. Sure. What would you What would you choose as your uh, drowning body of water? I've got mine locked away. I know I'm gonna th- I'm gonna say a river. Me too. Just because you travel more. Yeah. You probably drown <laughs> and then you like you, you get a tour. Yeah. As a, and I'm also thinking it'll just kind of wash you away. You like don't have to worry about you. You're gone. Like, yeah. You yeah. Just, I want it to be like a fairly sizable river that just takes me with it. Yeah. And out I go, and no one has to worry about it. And ideally, it's like you know you get bashed along the rocks and you, you get. Uh, I I do say ideally. Yeah. You get right. you get ba- after you're dead. Or you know that's how you die. Okay. I think that'd be a good right. fast way to go. Is like oh, okay. a good a good rock bashing, and then uh, you know, and then you know, you, you kind of get torn apart, and then uh, you know, some bears eat bits. I don't know, they eat you. <laughs> Maybe they think you're a salmon. Yeah, they're dumb bear. And then uh, yeah, you just uh, nature takes care of you. That famous song, "Bears eat oats, bears eat bits, <laughs> and little lambs eat ivy." Who also drowned in the river. It's a pretty sad song, actually. There's the other song. If you go out in the woods today, bears are fucking dumb. <laughs> they yeah. are? Yeah. Oh. That was the original lyrics for that song. <laughs> I didn't realize. They're really dumb. They'll think you're salmon. Why would they fucking think you're salmon? Bears are dumb. They're dumb. They're dumb. They don't understand this song now. And then they went, let's make it about a picnic. It's like, <laughs> it seems fine. better. Why are, we mocking, why are we mocking bears? Because they're really they stupid. What have they done bears to Bears are big dum-dums. Do you think they're stupid? Oh, boy. Uh... You know, yeah, I don't know. Then you got the woods, and then uh, you know. Listen, I know it's our fault that we move into the woods, <laughs> and, then, uh, say, and then and uh, then you yeah. know, and then they come and look through our garbage, and then you know. But you yeah. know, look, you're a bear. Do bear stuff. Yeah. Don't you know? We have to live in the in the city in the towns. Sure. You don't. You can be bears. Good I'll, for you. I'll just say that where my brother and sister in law live, there's they have some bear action there, and. The bears, they put traps out for them, and the bears never get caught. Mm. Like, they, they know what's going on. So they're pretty smart that way. They, they are kind of, they are sensitive souls. Like, they don't like to get yelled at. And they'll run away if you yell sure, at them. Sure, 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 yeah. Because they, wanna, they have to go and cry and write a poem, you know. Go ahead. What's the poem called? What's a poem called by the bear? Yeah. It seems like you're leading to something here. <laughs> I don't anything, but okay. It was like, see. big bears don't cry or something. <laughs> what, where are you going with this? Yeah, uh, it's po- it's a poem called "The Lonely Soul." Seems like there should be a bear pun in there, but okay, okay. "Lonely Soul" is fine. <laughs> okay, you want, I guess. Okay, how about uh, I when wandered, things get grizzly? I wandered lonely with my claws. Okay, that's good. Okay, that's right. <laughs> a claws to re- to reflect. Yeah, just claws. Something, something. <laughs> okay. I should have I should have just stuck with the first one. <laughs> I'm just trying to think about there. I'm not. I'm, you know, I'm not really like a huge poetry fan. So one, w- to... While you think of one, I'm just yeah. going to mention a yeah. person uh, I met once who okay. uh, I know got eaten by a bear later that day. Uh, and I've told this story before, but I'll tell it super fast. Which is uh, where I was going up. Um, uh, Grouse Mountain on uh, whatever the tram that you'd take up there. Yep. And uh, the person who was running the tram was just pointing out certain things. They went, oh, there's a mom bear and the babies. And a woman in the tram with me said, uh, that's a robot. And she wouldn't be- not be- she would not not believe that it was a, the, uh, a robot. She, she thought was it was like, like an animatronic. Yeah, she thought bear. it was an animatronic fake bear and we were being faked out. <laughs> and, you know, I've got a whole thing about that, which is just like she was probably 
you know, once went to Country Bear Jamboree, thought it was yeah, real and yeah. looked like a schmuck to her family and went like <laughs> never again. Um, but I'm just picturing like yeah. she's going to be wandering around and if sure. she sees a bear, yeah. she's going to go, I'm going to prove it and I'm going to go hug that bear because mm. it's a robot. Yeah. And she'll get eaten by the bear and she'll think like robot and, and like she'll go to the afterlife <laughs> and they'll do what they do, which is like, how'd you die? And she'll yeah. go robot attack. And St. Peter will be just like, well, you're a liar. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. And then you go to hell because they won't take liars in heaven. I was going to say once bitten, twice shy, but that's not the case there. She's twice bitten. Once bitten (laughs) in the metaphorical sense, but then also, yes, bitten and mauled. But what if she was right and it was a robot? What if she was right? I I mean, all this time I've been assuming, duh. But like, it (laughs) could have been. The Grouse Mountain wanted to give a sense of like that it was... that it was, you know, a nature's wonderland. Sure, sure. And so it had a, some animatronic animals on the hill. Yeah. That, you know, appeared to be moving, but were actually just sitting still, but it's sort of like doing a, you know. Yeah, for that to work, you would have to have a person go and move the bear every day. So it's in a different location, because otherwise people would just go, you know, because they go on the regular, and they go, no, oh, there's that bear in that Do same thing. Do people go on the regular? I would think to go skiing. Yeah. I guess that's You know, true. so they go up, they look off yeah, the side, yeah. and go like, hey, that's where we saw the bear. Oh, there's that same bear. And the, the bear's in the same position every day <laughs> doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, no, you gotta move the bear around. It seems it's getting expensive. I don't know. It's, if it's too worth, much work. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's you worth might as well just have a real bear. Have a real bear. Yeah. Leave some baloney out. A bear will show up. I mean, what's that cost you compared to Robo Bear? <laughs> My brother once found, found a bear eating spaghetti from his garbage can. Mama me. So he had all, <laughs> so the bear said, so that's one spicy meatball. He had all this spaghetti hanging out of his snout and, uh, his muzzle was all, uh, you know, stained. And the tomato. So people probably only left was one around. People assumed he murdered someone because he had all this red around. I, although it's guess it's more orange, but you know what I mean. Well, you're not going to look like closing. Yeah, hey, gonna... wait a minute. Is that tomato sauce or blood? <laughs> Let me smell that. Well, eventually it's going to be both. <laughs> yeah, boob. That's that's a that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, I'm sure I've told it before, but one time my brother heard something outside and he he looked down and he could see it was a bear by his front door. Oh. And then the bear started scratching himself on his door, and he oh okay, and the whole door was bending inwards as this bear was scratching itself on on the door, and uh, luckily the door held. Wow, so that's kind of scary. So, would your move be if the bear came at you to scratch its back? <laughs> yes, yeah. Throw it into your. You have a massage chair nearby. And yeah, turn it on so the bear will be like. I'm really feeling that. a lot of tension. Yeah, what do you do for a living? <laughs> oh, foraging, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So you hibernating this year, or are you leaving town? What are you doing? Oh, yeah. It's going, uh, that's it's going to Mexico. All right. Let me know if this is too much pressure. <laughs> I was so hoping I would, where we went to this, we went to, um, like I said, we went to Harrison Lake. Right. So we went to the spa, because Harrison has hot springs. Yes. Now, these hot springs have been contained, because they don't want them to run away. So the original, if when you go for a walk, you can walk to what they call the source. Okay. It's not. A, it's not a form of Radio Shack. It is an actual like place where the where it was first discovered, where the hot springs came out of the ground okay. and ran went into the lake. And about I don't know, a hundred years or so ago, one guy, one man, one dreamer, uh, was able to separate. No one said he could do it. This is what the sign said. No one believed it was possible to be done, but he was able to separate the hot springs from the lake water and create two separate. Like have an actual source of the hot springs. And okay. so when you go to this thing, and it's very, 
I mean, one, I guess once upon a time it was pretty. Uh, like, well, you know what? There was a bathhouse there, but it burned down in like 1905 or something like that. And they didn't oh. bother. They didn't bother rebuilding it. They moved. No one needed a bath after 1905. They moved the. They moved the hotel down farther because I guess it was kind of in an awkward place. Oh, okay. With not a lot of room to move to expand, so they moved moved everything down to sort of the. I, I was going to call it the front of the. How, how where does the front of the lake? By the way, it's round. It's a lake. There's mm-hmm. no front. There's no back. But anyway. Where the front of the lake is now, where all the people, you know, where the buildings are and things. Right. They moved it down there. It's a bit, it's a bit of... Better. Someone's got to call front seats when they Someone discover the lake. Someone has to do, that's right. They have to draw it on a map and we'll, we'll make up, yeah. we'll mark it as front. Here's the front. So, because that's, that's where you put the wel- welcome mat. Yeah. <laughs> and so we walked out to the source and it's kind of like this old concrete building and it has like, you know, those old fashioned kind of bricks they have designs in them, like they're kind of cast oh, yeah, yeah, bricks. Okay, yeah. They're like squares, and they have like like that's what it's made of, like you know, and it's painted like this kind of gross salmon color, or maybe it's more of a yellow. Anyway, it's kind of a, not a very nice color. And then you look down, and there's the water, and it, it doesn't look great. Like you wouldn't want to go in there. It's yeah. you know, and it, there's a bit of sulfur smell from it. All this stuff is removed by the time you go in. Like so, at the hotel where we stayed, they have like two different pools mm-hmm. where you can like go into the hot springs water in these pools. And then there's also a public pool as well that uses the hot spring water, uh, which apparently has not been open very much because they're having trouble with staffing there because of oh, COVID-related okay. things. But anyway, there's a pool there. Plus there's the lake. But at this time of the year, the lake isn't so great. And also it's a big lake. It's pretty cold because it's glacier-fed. Right. So, um, uh, yeah, so we um, went, well, I guess so we went up, we only went one day, which I was not very happy with. I would have preferred us to go up on Friday night and then have Saturday as like a laser round day, and then we leave on Sunday, and instead we went up. So then Lisa on Saturday wanted to go visit Othello, the Othello tunnels. I don't know if you've ever been to those before. Do you know no. what they are? No. Well, they're kind of an an engineering marvel or a feat. Maybe is this another thing that they say couldn't be done? Yes, they said you couldn't make tunnels and name them after Shakespearean uh, play. Okay, very that's good. They said, and this it, guy I said, would like no, to, "By the it. way, I would like to see a book that's just called." They said it couldn't be done. Yeah, and then in brackets, and they were right. <laughs> it was all things that people <laughs> attempted that failed horribly. That's right. That would be good. Well, I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, that's the history of that's the history of science, really. Yeah, yeah. People said it couldn't be done. It couldn't be done, and then someone figured it out. Okay, so these are tunnels. Mm-hmm. What do they go through? Well, they're part of what was once the Kettlebelly Railroad. Okay. And so when they were making this railroad, when you read the history of the railroad, you're like, well, this was a lot of work to go through for something that seemed to last about five years. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was all about, at that time, it was all about, um, ooh, excited. It's, it's all about, it was all about. <laughs> um, a big thing of fizzy water. Yeah. It was all about like uh, laying your claim to the land, right? Mm. So at this time, there was, you know, America and Canada we're both kind of like, you know, are we going to have the border there? Are we going to have it down right. here? Who's, where are we going to put this border? America wanted to put it like somewhere in the Arctic Circle. Canada wanted a little lower down. And, uh, you know, 5440 or fight. And then uh, that was America's thing. Right. Canada's like... 5440 or tragically hip. <laughs> Canada's is, you know, 50, well, whatever we got, uh, and negotiate. So then, um, so they were building this this railroad. And so they got to this... Coquihalla Valley, which is where it's located. And it was uh, like just a pure cliff face. And I guess this engineer, this Scottish guy, he had to like hang down in a basket and do all his all his calculations of for the tunnels. Mm-hmm. 
And it's pretty amazing. Like they all line up. Like you can like walk, you can look through them if it's a sunny day and you can look down the line of most, there's a bit of a curve near the end, but the tunnels all kind of line up. It's pretty amazing. Like they were, like it is, you know, like if you're impressed by old engineering feats, that's, that's mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive. Like, uh, you know, it's a bunch of people like hanging in baskets and putting dynamite in and trying to like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, a, it's a dangerous thing. And when you're, like I say, when you read the history of it, you're like, you know, the railroad wasn't that important. Okay. And it didn't last very long. Hmm, all right. It was more about like, you know, just How claiming. many people died doing this? Yeah. Okay, I don't, I yeah. I don't know how many people. I don't, I, yeah, I'm sure I, don't, I probably, probably was not, probably was not uh, recorded at the time too no. accurately, you know. No, you wouldn't. You know. Yeah. Here, take this dynamite and run in that hole and hopefully you'll get out in time. Yeah. Oop. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And, but it's still, it's pretty amazing. And so this guy was, um, like I say, he was a Scottish fella. Big fan of Shakespeare. And so he pressed for all the stations to be named after characters from Shakespeare. So the first one had to be the Scottish play because he's a Scottish guy. So you had uh, no, to go with the no big Mac- M. There's no Macbeth. Huh. It's Othello. That's a weird thing for there's, the Scotsman to not have gone with. There's Juliet. All right. Sure. Okay. There's, most of the names are kind of obscure, actually. They're not really like ones you go, oh, that one. Okay. I'd have to look it up. I can't remember now. I was looking at the map and... What? People... I should have turned my phone off, obviously. Well, every time you mention Shakespeare, your Shakespeare uh, alert my goes sure. So, um... So there's Shakespearean characters like Nurse, yeah, uh, right. Skull, <laughs> and and the other tunnel that's named Third Witch. <laughs> yes, that is... Third Witch is one of them. If you if you drive up um, the, the Coquihalla Highway, like the, the Coke, if you go up that, it basically follows a lot of the original... Rail the Kettle Valley Railway line because it was already like an established route through this very you know mountainous train and so they decided like let's just piggyback on what people have already done all the hard work for so the, uh, there's a lot of these along the way you can see the original okay. names they have them mostly as streets now and things like that so I'm just gonna yeah please do what you need to do uh, I'm gonna assume that that's just a letter coming in uh, for the show what was uh, on your phone right now oh uh, no that was a phone call. Oh, it was a phone call. Yeah. Okay. You got a phone call around this uh, time last week. So is this one your mom as well? No, this was um, this was a person trying to scam me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a I got a scam call, uh, and you can tell because it's got uh, the letter V as uh, the first uh, thing in the number, and that's because there's a company that begins with the name letter V that I forget the name of the company, but what they do is they record all these calls. Because they're part of the scam network, uh, just to make sure that the people who are uh, calling, like the uh, chumps who are having to make these calls, uh, are calling the the right amount of people and doing a good turnover and not dicking around. And so, uh, yeah, if you ever see a V in front of a number uh, coming in on your phone, that's not only a scam, but it's a monitored scam. Oh, so there you are. That's uh, yeah, interesting. So yeah, like I uh, see, it doesn't give us. Shoot, I was hoping for a, a map or something. I'm going to keep looking at everybody. Will, oh, Ian's replying to someone. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, yeah. <laughs> I, I was be. responding to uh, Nina Matsumoto while uh, she, she wrote something to us while we were talking. Not like last week where she actually walked in and called us dum-dums <laughs> in the show. That was a nice little cameo. That was nice. And, of course, I had forgotten that we referred to her as the Great Gazoo. Of the podcast, and so I didn't get that reference. And, uh, ugh, oh, the Harvey Corman fan in me just uh, was beating myself up later on about that. I was like, oh, 
More the fool I, I said. Was it Harvey Corman who played uh, the Great Kazoo? Yes, it was. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, it was. Yeah. Hmm. That's not helping me. Yeah, it's too... Uh... Oh, okay. Wait a second. All right. Wait. Good luck. Oh, my Good luck gosh. to you. What? Nope. Huh? What? Oh. What? Come who on. now what? What's going on? Uh. What's happening? Huh? Oh, boy. What? Oh, you looking boy. up name, Shakespearean names for uh, <laughs> things? I'm trying to find them. What? Okay, here we okay, go. Here we are. Here we go. Here, here we go, go, everybody. Here, here we go. go. Here we are. Shakespeare and the Coquihalla. There we go. This is it. This is it. We're going to find out some names here. Woo! Here we go. Uh, all right. So, Shylock. Driving along the stretch between Hope and the Summit, one might notice a pattern in place names and exit off the highway. Here you go. Ready? Shylock. No. Yep. You don't name what? <laughs> Shylock. What's what? What? Okay, wait a second. So yep. when you're naming this the Shylock, mm-hmm. what's the angle, man? Are you like pro Shylock? Are you anti Shylock? I think it's just he just chose names that he liked for characters he liked from the plays. I guess uh, Portia. Yeah, that's fine. Jessica from don't know. Okay. Lear. Okay. Romeo, Juliet. Those are pretty common. There is Iago Peak. Okay, and does and does above that the great look, Does that look over uh, uh, Othello, uh, the Othello thing? Uh, it looks over the great bear snowsheds. Okay, which are tunnels that because uh, you want to keep yeah yeah go away from uh, from uh, Othello, otherwise uh, shit's going to go down. <laughs> okay, so uh, Jessica is Merchant of Venice, where you will also find ah, okay. Shylock. Ah, interesting. So yeah, maybe he had his favorites. Anyway, Andrew McCulloch, very Scottish. And by the way, uh, the first. Uh, uh, known Jessica was in that play. He made up that name. Is that right? Yeah. What a guy. I was listening to Anthony Burgess talk about talk about Shakespeare on the Dick Cavett show because I because I you sent me that link to um you sent me that link to, to the Mortsal to the Mortsal one. It is a rabbit hole you go down because there's for the sure next one, yeah yeah the next one and the next one and someone had Anthony Burgess the author of you know uh, Clockwork Orange and and many other great books. And one of the books he wrote was, I think it's called Nothing Like the Sun. It's a play, or not a play, it's a book about Shakespeare telling the story of a part of Shakespeare's life, a kind of um, a fictionalized version of the rumor that he had a black mistress. Okay. Which, uh, so nothing darker like the sun. I, so I can't remember the name of the title anyway. Okay. And so he was talking and, about... And so we probably don't want to fool around just trying to figure out what the title would be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he... Um, he was on Decab talking about Shakespeare, and it was kind of quite interesting, actually. One thing he did was which was cool was he did an Im- an imitation of the dialect, British yes. English dialect of that time period. I didn't get to him actually doing it because I didn't have the time because he did so much setup. I was like, <laughs> I've got to go. He, he, <laughs> yes, he but had, it was interesting how he broke down how they knew. How he knew yeah. what people sounded like back then. Yeah, yeah. So how did he end up sounding? Well, he he, uh, he himself said that basically it's very close to a Belfast accent mm. because it's you still have the hard you still have like the R sound which the British lost post Shakespearean times. Right. British lost the R sound. They yeah. had the great vowels. They really shift. they had their R's handed to them. <laughs> they did. <laughs> and so unlike us in North America where we kept the R sound. Right. British, the British language lost that. They kind of got rid of it, you know, because it's just too much trouble to put in that R. So they just said, ah, let's just say, you know, whatever. So there's nothing sadder than a British pirate because they've got nothing <laughs> oh. to say. We, oh. It's, it sounds like he's at the doctor. Yeah, they're, oh, <laughs> too bad. Yeah, it's weird. I always think it's stranger when they drop consonants. 
Mm. Like I can understand, like we soften consonants in in Canada. We like right. we don't say little. We say little. We turn it into like two Ds. But in England, they would say little. Yeah, not all of England, but parts of England, they would say little. And famously, they add an H where there isn't an H and take an H from where there is an H. <laughs> so I hear you as I hear you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's very it's uh, interesting. I mean, it's just it is what it is. There's nothing you know wrong or or anything but yeah his it was it was curious because yeah Cavett was asking for Jess about you know a very common i think it's kind of fallen away i don't think people are quite as interested in it nowadays but the idea that shakespeare didn't write his own plays you know that it was francis bacon or christopher marlowe or someone someone like that mm-hmm. which Burgess was he says no i think it was written by someone whose name was shakespeare you know it was shakespeare who wrote shakespeare's plays who that shakespeare was we don't really know because we don't know very much about him he's a person who okay you know why does he come to that theory? Because I, well, partly because I think well, Christopher, Mar- Christopher Marlowe wrote plays. Sure, he wrote Doctor Faustus. Yep. So we have a sample of his writing, so we can compare to Shakespeare, and we can see that there's differences between those two writers. Right. It, taking into account, you thinking like he would not be able to write in a different style or a different enough style that yeah, you know yeah. you would, would be able to pick up on you know and why uh, would he Marlowisms? Sure. Once he developed the style, it would be or, weird to like. Radically, Francis changed. Bacon was yeah. another person that people thought. Sure, but who was more of an essayist and not yeah. not really a, a dramaturge, you know? So he wasn't known for that, you know. And so it'd be be weird to like write things under your own name and then also write a bunch of stuff and just uh, be, then be attributed to someone else who put their name on stuff he wrote. Okay. And a lot of the stories that Shakespeare wrote were old stories that he was updating mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. putting his own twists on sure. and what have you. Yeah, yeah. and I think. I think, a, I think there's a whole bunch of things, <laughs> you know. If you if you got to do that much wor- that much work, then there's things coming from all, you know. Yeah. One guy just sitting there, quill in hand, every yeah. word coming out of hand, you know. I'm sure he, like any artist, borrowed, stole, took. I think it's just I mean that I mean there's like there's the theory that it was Queen Elizabeth the first who wrote these plays. Yeah. Which seems like she would have had other things to do than do your I don't know. I mean, but you would 30 not. plays? You, yeah. I don't know. Would you have like a, a shown a play that was written by her? And what would that mean? And, you know. Yeah. Would people be able to watch it and not think, a queen wrote this? <laughs> yeah. I better applaud at the right spot. Yeah. Why is she writing about a drunk? Yeah. yeah. If there was a movie that came out now and you went like, you know, Joe Biden wrote this. I'm like, what? That's weird. And it's like, and then, and you know, in no way is he of the same status as the queen would be mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. But it would still be just like, oh, I don't know. I watch that. It's strange. No, you should be. No, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I think it's, I mean, it's sort of fun, but at the same time, I, I feel like if you don't know for sure, let's attribute it to the person who, who it's attributed to in the first place because yeah it feels kind of mean just to take away well it's not even like i don't know i can't believe that this this country bumpkin left left shefford and avon moved to london and became one of the greatest dramatists of all time well it happened there you go crazier things have happened crazier things have happened but you know when you have someone who's considered the greatest writer of all time to the point of like you know they're almost like sacred they're you know yeah his work is like that's wrong his work is near holy That's you know, wrong. to uh, to people. I, I mean, I always think like, okay, well, there's some, you know, let's, it's, there's some dirty edges probably to everything. And I can't imagine any playwright not taking some cheats and not taking some things and not getting some help and, you know, not, yeah, for sure. not borrowing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who, who the heck knows? Or, I mean, yeah, you're right. The, the idea that Shakespeare, every play that Shakespeare wrote is great is also like a ridiculous Mm-hmm. Thing there's lots of uh, time filler and and uh, 
quite frankly, I find all his comic characters to be really um, tiresome and hard work. You know, so I think um, not yeah. a bottom fan. Uh, bottom is probably the cl- the best. I think Midsummer Night's Dream is the the closest you can get to like an appealing comedy. That Do you like created. a Rosencrantz and a Guildenstern? Yeah. Okay. They're okay. They're fine. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. They're kind of like they feel like they feel like they're wasting your time because something much more interesting is already happening. <laughs> I think we're feel. I think we're. I think we're. Uh, to me, we're in the same category as the Beatles are to you. Which is just like, you know, you know, there's some that you go, I prefer this, I prefer yeah, that, yeah. but just like, how about the whole thing? Yeah, the whole thing's, the whole sure. thing's, you know, your thing is the whole thing. All the Beatles are great. Yeah. You know, uh, songs. So it's like, yeah, I guess, you know, that's fine. You know, pick the worst Shakespeare play and, you know, someone could mount a really good production of it. And you go, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably the case for sure. Yeah. There's, there's your Titus Andronicus. I'm like, yeah, this is all right. It's fine. Yeah. Ooh. Ugh. It's violent. Ugh. <laughs> all right. Yeah, when you do it to the well, when you do—I mean, I really like that film version with Anthony Hopkins. I think it's yeah, a, there you go, very good. But it's it's not very considered striking. one of the best plays by any. No, means. it's not for sure. You're right. You're right. But yeah, you're you're correct. The best of Shakespeare is, or the worst of Shakespeare is still very very good. I did uh, I did it as a itchy and scratchy once for a Simpsons comic, and it was like just taking all the violent scenes that are actually in the play and <laughs> put them having itchy and scratchy do them, and it works perfectly as an itchy and scratchy. Yeah. Because yeah. you know it's just so good. Did, did one of them replace the their hands with branches? Like, I don't think I did replacing hands with branches. <laughs> okay. No, I don't think so. That to me is still the of the in the movie. That's still the uh, the image that haunts me. Is that in a, is that in the play? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Okay, I didn't remember that. Why did they replace their hands with branches? Uh, the, the daughter of Titus Andronicus when they they cut off her they cut off her arms and yeah. replace them with with branches. I don't know. Why? Okay. I mean, it's, it's a revenge on him. It's not meant for her. It has nothing to do with her. Right. It's just meant for him, right? Does she so. die seconds later from uh, the blood loss, or does she go through her life with branch arms? I, well, they probably would probably take those off. and They but, took them off later. I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just speculating now. I don't. They I, took her to the hospital, they, and she was like, uh, you know, oh, no, he's a tree I'm, surgeon. I'm sure, the time, like, would, <laughs> I'm sure the time death was pretty close after. Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah. Yeah, the time when, the time when infection was uh... now, and, I, and I'm not saying you should do this, but the funny thing then would be mm. to then take those arms and put yeah. them on a tree, okay, right, and just nail the arms to a tree, and then you say to the dad, "The dad, who do you want to hug?" And then it's like, eh, you know, the tree, because the tree's got the nice soft arms, and you give a little hug. <laughs> her her actual arms, yeah, okay, nail them to a tree, yeah. I mean, you got the arms there. What are you gonna do? Just throw them out? So. So the, the, some dumb bear is going to eat him. <laughs> I don't know. Is, is he dumb? I don't know. That'd be funny if he takes the arms then and just like puts them on himself. Just like, I got human arms. Look at me. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> See that he would be a smart bear. That would be a smart bear. He would be, well, I don't he's think he's smart, he's but I would jokes. say he's smarter than the average bear. <gasps> yeah. That's a here's sign. What, here's what I want to say to Yogi. Mm. Who's the average bear? Yeah. To you. Yeah. I want to see that average bear, and now I want to see if, if you are actually smarter than The A and W root bear. Man, that guy was pretty smart. He got out of the game, uh, you know, just in time, I think. How wide he got out of the game just in time? Well, <laughs> you don't see mascots anymore, right? You don't see Ronald McDonald in commercials. You don't see Burger King in commercials. Right. Uh, and the root bear seemed to smell which way the wind was blowing yeah. on mascots, and he took off early. You know what wrecked, wrecked mascots? The San Diego chicken. That's that's quite possible. Yeah. Got too commercial. Yeah. Unlike Ronald McDonald. 
No, Ron, that was one thing you got to give Ronald McDonald. Yeah. Never commercial. Never commercial. It was always about the art. He never sold out. It was out. never for the money. He never sold out. He never sold out. No. It was the, always about the fries to him. The NW root beer. Never no. sold out. No. Always, always, you know, true to the, yeah, right. True to the art. Yeah. That's the first thing you can say about them. Yes. They did wear, they did wear garments that had like logos and stuff on them. That's true. Right. But they had to dress. Yeah, and they were in a commercial. They couldn't, they couldn't choose. <laughs> they were in a commercial. But yeah. other than that, no sellouts. Here's the most disturbing uh, A&W Root Bear ad to me. It's one with like uh, a boy is walking through the woods with the bear. And uh, there's something where the kid's like, the gag is the kid's smart. And so, uh, you know, he's going like statistically. Oh, wait, is he smarter than the average bear? I think he is smarter than anyone. He's okay. genius. Okay. So it's a genius kid and the root bear walking together for no real reason. Uh-huh. And the whole thing is like, you know, statistically, you know, we're going to meet this amount of people in our lives and we'll make friendships, but we're going to like, you know, uh, w- not keep in touch with this amount of thing. And then, uh, you know, there's something about life. It was like he was being philosophical, sure. you know, it's that, that's the gag. Yeah. Yeah. And then. You know, then they look down and see a mud puddle, like a big mud puddle. And like, you know, and there's uh, the the angle then is like, you know, but there's some friendships based on, you know, just goofy fun. And the two of them jump into the mud puddle, which, you know, okay. So the kid, you know, he's got some nice pants on that are yeah, yeah. ruined and his, his, his shoes <laughs> well, are soaked think, in mud. Gets but he's a, a kid. Bit. Yeah, yeah. It's a kid. The bear... It's in a bear outfit. Yeah. It's a mascotty bear outfit. And he's jumping in the puddle too. And I'm like, how are you cleaning that filth off? <laughs> it's just gross. You gross bear. Like, you're not, like, you're definitely not going to an A&W now because they're not going to let you in, you filthy animal. <laughs> Disgusting. That and then, seems... and, and then the next thing you okay. see, they're yeah. walking, they're walking away from the camera. Yeah. Not muddy. So I don't know how that happened. Yeah. And then the bear, I think, like, kicks the kid in the ass, like, gives him a little sidekick in the ass. That's awesome. I believe so, if yeah. I'm remembering correctly. Uh, and it's like, well, where's the mud on you? Yeah. What the hell's going on? <laughs> and so, so your problem with this commercial is continuity and the fact that you cannot accept that the bear is actually a bear and not a mascot, but a person in a costume. Because in the world of the, the commercial... Can you tell me the world of the commercial? A genius... And yeah. his mutant bear, but the bear is walking through the yeah, woods. Yeah, the bear is not like a. It's not a. It's not like a person in a costume. No, it's a real bear. It's a real bear that looks. Yeah, it's a rather odd bear to be fair. But yeah, and then they that, and they're not eating burgers or anything. There's nothing they're doing that's A and W related. No, no, that's the thing. These commercials are very oblique. Once again, no sellout. Yeah. Other than the fact that's that not what this is about. Other than the fact that he's wearing. A, you know, a shirt it says A and W. A turtleneck sweater that says A and W. Other no, than that, no pants. Well. You know, his junk says A&W as well. So the... Uh, his chubby chicken. <laughs> his chubby chicken. He, he, they jump into the puddle. He's a bear. Like bears go in the wa- puddles all the time and no, water. you're thinking bears shit in the woods. Bears don't jump in puddles. That's not, that's not a bear thing I'm to sure do. I'm sure bears will walk through puddles. They much. will. Yes, David. Yeah. A bear will walk through a puddle. Sure. If need be. Yeah. But a bear does not jump into a puddle. No, no, this is this is you know this is a bear that's smarter than the average bear. Not as smart as some average, more than average, and bear. not as smart as this genius. Not kid. Not as smart as this genius kid. Who, I don't know why the kid has to be a genius in this uh, scenario. <laughs> well, I guess for the statistical <sighs> stuff. Because the whole idea then is, you know how kids are stupid. Well, this kid's smart, and that's what makes it funny. Because <laughs> most kids, you know how they know shit. Uh, well, this kid knows a lot of stuff, so it's funny. There you go. Enjoy. 
And then that became young Sheldon. <laughs> no, he's, 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 he's smart. You know how you thought he'd be dumb? Yeah. He's not. Okay. Fair enough. <sighs> when I was in uh, grade five, I was in a grade five, six, five, six split class. And there was a boy who was a bit of a nerd, liked to read, had okay. wore glasses, you know, that kind of kid. Was it Stephen King? What I'm saying is he was exactly like me. Oh, you. Okay, good. But he was a year older than me. Mm, was and, it you in a time? Is it a time thing? Like a looper thing? And it was really you? I'm sorry to spoil it. Was it you? No, no. Okay. This was a different kid. He was, like I say, we're in a five, six split class. No, I understand. But so I'm he was a year that, older than us. Oh, and it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I was in grade five. Okay, all right. He was in grade six. We were walking to, to the outdoor pool for, to go swimming with our class one time. So we had to walk through the woods to the pool, through this park. And um, we're walking along. And I don't know how this conversation got to this place. Because, like I say, we were kids in grade five and grade six. But one of, what, so the idea of God came up. Sure. And the conversation, and um, <laughs> so, so then we're, there's a discussion about whether God existed or not. And so someone said, "Well, let's ask Jamie because he is he'll know because he's he's got wears glasses and is smart and, and right. reads books." So someone asked Jamie, he "Goes Jamie, is there a God?" <laughs> and Jamie, this grade six boy, said, "Well, scientifically speaking." No, <laughs> I just I always love that. It struck me at the time as so nonsensical, and yet I just still think of it as to this very day. I would love scientifically it. speaking. I would love it yeah. if he if his last name was King. Yeah, and he was the James King, and it's like you, ah, you yeah, like you know, no. it's the reverse. Like he's the he's the anti King James Bible. He's the James King science uh, kid, and he's come to dispute uh, you know all things religious. <laughs> he was the boy whose sister told a big fat lie which i've talked about in the show before mm. she told a big fat lie in class and uh and when i passed on my sympathies to jamie he said i don't know what you're talking about oh his sister told us about her brother uh dying in a ice in a ice skating accident at the at coma lake okay he went through the ice drowned please uh, the fireman came couldn't help him yeah blah 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 Told us in front of the whole class for show, for show and was tell. Was the problem because it was ice and it was a fireman? That's that was that the was like the opposite should, of the person. Should have brought in the iceman. Bring in the iceman. The iceman cometh and he will. Uh, that's the problem, it out. though. He he's always coming and never arrives. Oh well, thanks for the spoilers, Eugene O'Neill. <laughs> so so yeah, so she told the story. Could pull on me knowing who uh, wrote the iceman cometh. Good for me. Yeah, yeah, great. Ah, uh, wilderness. <laughs> Morning becomes Electra. I got nothing else. <laughs> So then, uh, yeah. The Iceman so, goes Hawaiian. So that was like grade two or three. And so a few years go by and then I was in class with this, her bro- older brother. And I was like, sorry to hear about your brother. He was like, what? Oh, your brother who drowned. Uh, your sister talked about this a couple of years ago. I told us about, about it. And he's like, I don't have another brother. This <laughs> is like, that liar. <laughs> okay. But here would be the, the fun thing. Yeah. We're just like, but, she, but she said that you did. Yeah. Who, who said that? You know, your sister. Who? <laughs> I don't have a sister. Yeah, and then you're like, dun, double dun, ghost. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, either one, like, uh, that was the ghost she really, was talking about herself. Yeah. And she, you know, somehow reflectively. Sure, sure. Yeah. I don't know how you would, I'd have to, you know. Got to write, you have to get a whiteboard and mark it all Yeah, you got to write, you got to really work stuff, this yeah. out and like parallel yeah. dimensions, sliding doors, ghost story, <laughs> and so on and so forth. Yeah, really sure, figure sure. it out. Hammer it, hammer it home. 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe we sell it to Netflix. Maybe we make it an eight-parter. That might be too much. Six-parter, mm. you know. Uh, but really pad the first episode. Really pad it out. Really get get to know the town. <laughs> like, like go into every really, store. Really midnight mass. Yeah, really yeah. go in there and like see like it's a candy store. Let's let's just ask about every candy that's here. <laughs> it's too much padding. Yeah. So why do you come to town? All right. And then hoogity boogity boogity in the last. You know, one minute. Here comes the guy at the door who's the wolf man. Oh, what's that about? <laughs> well, let's watch the second episode and see. <laughs> why is he a wolf man? Wolf and then man. you ask him, you're like, why, why are you a wolf man? Well, come on in and have some candy. Oh, they set up the candy in the first episode. This is smart. So uh, this is <laughs> this uh, how you, this this, you write television, everyone. <laughs> this is good stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, sir, uh, you might have heard a lot of people came here because of the mining. Well, I couldn't mine silver because, of course, I'm a wolf man. So I had to make my own work. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'd do is I would scratch bears' backs because <laughs> they couldn't kill me because no. I'm a wolf man. <laughs> but they also enjoyed the good scratching. So what they do is they'd bring me a fresh salmon yeah. and occasionally a girl's arm. And I'd go, "That's not a salmon, you fool bear." <laughs> and then one day I found out one of the one of them was a robot. <laughs> well, sir, <laughs> Wolfman's bear massage. <laughs> Wolfman's bear massage. And then you're looking at that going, I don't know what that's code for. (laughs) I kind of know what a bear is, but I'm not sure what a wolf man is. I assume it's like a bear with more hair. Mm -hmm. Huh. All I know is I'm saying it's not for me, but who knows? It's a small town. (laughs) I'll I'll give it a shot. Oh, go in. Oh, no, I got mauled. (laughs) Uh, now it, I'm the wolf man. <laughs> and then you go like, and then you pull back and realize, yeah. oh, this was the story the wolf man was telling. That's right. This is how the wolf man became the wolf man. Yeah. Oh, okay. I kept wondering why they kept talking about the mall. I thought it was a place to go shopping. No, it's actually what happens if you go to the wolf man's bear massage. And then uh, in walks uh, Anson Williams. And you're like, what? Hmm. It's like, oh, you always need like someone who was like a bit of a celebrity in the past. That you're like, uh, okay. oh, yeah, Anson Williams. I like Anson Williams. What's he doing here? Do you think we'd recognize Anson Williams if he... Showed up now? Okay, Donnie Most. You would recognize Donnie yeah, Most. Yeah, you'd recognize Donnie Most. Shot her red hair. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. Still? I don't know. And at some point, at, at some point, he should have, like, he should get infected with a werewolf uh, disease. Mm-hmm. And then you think he's cured. But at the end, he just turns and goes, I still got it. And then he turns into a werewolf. And you're like, ah, that was his catchphrase. Uh, yeah. And he's a werewolf. I like it. <laughs> and then they, uh, you got to kill him. <laughs> Is... What okay? What is the? Should have asked this question of, of people. What's the most amount of Donnie most you could take? What is the? What is like? The, what's the least amount of most? What's the least effective monster? Mummy. The mummy. Well, if we're talking classic mummy and yeah, not yeah. modern mummy, yeah, yeah, mummy no. who all, can control I'm all classic sand. monsters. Mummy is the least effective. Well, he's got a curses going for him though. What's his curses like? What can a mummy do to you? He's, well, there's like a curse that's just like, he's not doing anything, but he just has, he carries the curse around with him, right? So okay, but what's... By disturbing it? him, you bring about your, your imminent de- demise. How do people die in the mummy? Well, you can like have things fall on you. Yeah, right. You know? Well, don't be under shit. How? <laughs> don't go, don't go into the old pyramid. Like, are you in the pyramid? Because like, yeah, shit will fall on you. It's an old tomb. I that's your that's I've your problem. I've never seen the mummy actually. Of course, no one has. No one's ever seen the mummy. <laughs> I think some people. No one's ever it. seen it. I think. Find it. someone who's seen the mummy. <laughs> Uh, have you seen the mummy? No, and I've well, seen Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh wow! I and no seen one's that. seen that. <laughs> I think people have seen them. Have they? Yeah, 
I think that, who do know, you think you know that has seen the statistically mummy? Statistically speaking, mm. people have seen the mummy. Have they? Okay, I, wait. Let me ask I, you this. Yeah. Are any people who have seen the mummy uh, still alive on this earth right now? Or I could see in the oldie days when yeah. it came out. Yeah. I think if people are like still kind of into like that whole famous monsters of movie land kind of kind of aesthetic, then yeah, they've seen the mummy. Okay, so Frankenstein's monster is going to kill you. He's going to pick you up and he's going to throw you off something or into some water. Mm-hmm. Dracula is going to drain your blood or, you know, again, might push you off something. Yeah. Uh, or have his brides kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh Lagoon monster is going to drown you. Just grab you, pull you in the water, drown you. Is that what he does in the movie? I would assume so. Oh, okay. What else would he do? I don't know. I've never seen it. Probably claw you. Maybe a little of that. But what the hell's a mummy do? Yeah, like he doesn't have enough fingernails. Like, like he's got soft bandages. Like, what's he do? Choke you? Is he really strong? What's his thing? Yeah, he could choke you. I guess so. But you really got to let the guy get close. Oh yeah, but he's very quiet. And he's, isn't he just like he's entirely padded? He's just like yeah. Like, you can walk around very quietly. It feels like you could win a fight with a mummy. Like, you could just push a mummy hard yeah. and his la- his arms would come off. How about Look. if a young boy is walking through the woods with a mummy mm-hmm. and they jump into a mud puddle together? Would that bother you? Yeah, he'd get all his bandages dirty. <laughs> he would get his bandages all dirty. What, are you going to have? You going to take your bandages off to yeah. wash them? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. That would but be. honestly, how does a mummy kill you? I Once again, I'm going to assume that it's like a curse. So he's not actively doing stuff but that he just uh he's just in the area he's just in the yeah you've disturbed what him. a great villain well yeah that's what i yeah i agree with <laughs> what's you. his name his name is uh frank what's he do oh, he's just in the area what, is he frankenstein <laughs> monster no he's just a guy named frank who's in the area where other stuff happens oh that guy got hit by a car did he cause it no he was just uh at a cafe oh did he distract him the guy walking into traffic no no yeah no just around I guess, yeah. I guess, I guess, kind of like Dracula or, or va- vampires are kind of like the the top of this food chain, aren't they? Yeah, like they have, they have, like they have. What's the word I'm looking for? They have, um, you know, some sort of like. Oh, I can't think of the word. Anyway, but they have like motive. They have. They can. They can scheme. They can plan. They can. You know, they can do things. You know, whereas Frankenstein's monster right. is very limited in his intellect. He's probably dumber than a bear. You know. Like, he thinks that a girl is a flower, for instance. That's, well, a, that's a mistake he made. Unless you... Uh, and it was a big mistake. Unless, unless you're going with the book, in which case he's just completely intelligent. In fact, really, really smart guy. Okay. I didn't think about that. But yeah, the book, he's a different character, isn't he? Yeah, it's he? just like, uh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> What's up? And, yeah. you know, just hanging around. Yeah. And they really changed it. So if they did, if they did like an accurate adapt, adaptation of the book, they should have had Dick Cavett play Frankenstein monster yeah except he talks more than cavett oh cavett is is too quiet i I find i find cavett um to be fair he is like a host of a show where people where he brings people on because other people want to hear them talk not him yeah like he'll he'll bring on a guy who's like a racist and he'll go so i heard you're a racist well like 12 minutes later like Oh, but the skinheads like you. Ten minutes later. Okay, and now an ad for Tidy Bowl. <laughs> Keep your bowl fresh and clean. With Is this the- true? He interviewed a racist on this? Yeah, it was some British guy who, you know, did this big speech about how... You know, uh, immigration is going to destroy England. Was it Enoch Powell? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
The Rivers of Blood speech, very famous. Yeah. This time. So he interviewed him, and uh, mm-hmm. and Powell went on and on and on and on. And then they had sure. a guy who was, uh, you know, on the other side of things. Mm-hmm. But he's a bit of this guy. He's just a little. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we need. This guy looks like a Bond villain, and this guy just looks like it. And like, and this guy's right. Yeah. But this guy, it's not presenting well. No, he's not. Yeah. yeah. And he's and and the other guy's like knows when to steamroll over, mm. you know, and saying sure. little things like, well, we could talk about this, but it's. You know, it's rude to, you know, dominate the show. And, you know, it's a lot of... Well, he was a politician, so he was a little... Oh, yeah, yeah. He knew all the tricks. He knew all the tricks, indeed. Yeah, it's the same thing with, like, when Mort Saul was on with, uh, you know, uh, with with him. It just felt like, you know, well, just let him let him talk. I mean, it's good TV. So just let him say all this hot nonsense. And then every so often, you know, just come in with, like, let them go off and on. Well, check these days. They don't really. They don't seem to dig me as much as they used to. I think they're kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah. Things have really changed in the world since I got older. Mm. Yeah, the world's really changed. Yeah, these broads. Uh, really? Well, first of all, what do you call them? Okay. Well, this could be the problem. This could be the problem. That's right. Yeah. Yes. I got to do a lot of work with Jim Garrison on the uh, JFK uh, assassination. You know, this is the most this is the most important stuff going on in the country nowadays. Is it? Is that really what you're spending your time on? Yeah, imaginary make them up. Aren't you? Aren't you in a war currently? <laughs> aren't you? Aren't you massacring a country right now? And yeah, there's a lot sending of young men to their inevitable doom and and death. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Also, shouldn't you be writing jokes? Mm. Like just some jokes. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. No, I've given up humor. Yeah, <laughs> t- tell us about it. That's about it. <laughs> but you know, good good on him for being influenced. Do, is there who do you think is? Uh, do you think anyone's doing the um, uh, Dick Cavett thing now? Anyone's that kind of like sit back and just let the person spill? No, I don't think. I think I don't think shows are that loosey goosey anymore. Yeah, like there, you know, like every every guest on our talk show is pre pre interviewed. You know, Pretty so there's close, yeah, there's there's they have like the talking points and and it's. <laughs> Oh, just got to turn the sound down. <laughs> Every guest has its talk has their talking points and it's up to the host to merely kind of get to those talking points to allow them to promote their movie or whatever and then yeah. tell tell the funny story they have from making the movie and then we'll go to That was one thing Conan O'Brien was talking about uh recently on his uh, podcast called Inside Conan uh which which is staff members of his had a podcast and they okay. would interview people yeah. sometimes after he would or whatever people involved in the show yeah and he was saying like his favorite times were when the guests would go off those notes and you're just like okay now we're down a road yeah that's here fun. we go that's fun here we here we are and here we are mm-hmm. yeah you could definitely see like well like a show like the david letterman show you could definitely see like a change over time of how guests came on shows and how you know, sure. it started to become more polished and, and not necessarily, that's not necessarily the fault of the show, but I, you know, I think that was just the nature of the, the business they wanted to have, you know, the guests on the show, we've brought a clip. We want to watch that clip. Like we want to have yeah. these things happen, you know, we're promoting something here. We just can't have. Then you become Paul Rudd and you bring a fake clip and you <laughs> throw everything off the rails and it's like, yeah. then that becomes a tradition. Yeah. 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 Well, that, yeah, that's good too. But I mean, I look at someone like a James uh, Corden and yeah. go like, that's someone who knows where every moment's going to happen in the show. Like everything feels 
pre-planned mm-hmm. and, and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's the it, it feels a uh, uh, very uh, British talk show. Mm-hmm. But like, so I had you blah 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 blah. I do an impression of, and it's like, all right, here it goes. And it's, everyone's locked and loaded with the yeah. best thing they could possibly possibly do. Yeah, I don't know if that's worse than the Jimmy Fallon show where they they fake. They fake that it isn't pre-planned, you know. Mm. We're gonna do a random thing where we're gonna sing in different voices, yeah. you know, and then voice I already do, 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 do. Yeah, voice guess you're, you're making Rich Little do Nixon. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, whatever you say. Well, I hope you can do this. Oh, All dear. right, what instrument are you gonna have to play? Yeah. The drums, Ringo. Can you do that? Old trouble dust. <laughs> there we yeah. go. I mean, I watched something with like Ariana Grande, like imitating various singers but you know that that's something that she's done through her life like she's fans of these people and has made a point of like yeah. doing the doing their voices you know and here's an opportunity to do that and which is fun and i don't mind i don't mind that they you know that it's obviously like staged i remember going to see sophia and steven's christmas concert down in, in uh, Seattle. By the way, every time we mention Sufjan Stevens, uh, Ida Terry's chocolate orange. <laughs> All of it, please. All of it. All at once. The whole thing. <laughs> eat it like an apple. Do every, not break so it, it apart. Every time I say Sufjan Stevens, they have to eat the orange? Or is it once just the per one show, Once per one, show. Okay, once well, per show. But yeah, please, eat it like an apple. So during the show, Stevens had this thing. He had a wheel that he would spin for songs. Okay. But... He would also stop it <laughs> at songs, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's the dice reloaded. Let's put it that way, yeah. you know, because, you know, it's a show. You've already, you've rehearsed the songs you, and you have like a, a set in mind. You want to have a, a show has to have a flow. It can't be absolutely random, you know, so that song has to come now because we need to pick it up a little bit. So let's stop it. There we go. Yep. And so I, and I imagine that's not much different for any, anyone who does anything that's Random. I remember there was a story that uh, Ed McMahon used to tell, okay. uh, where you were like, "What was your most, you know, worst moment on the show?" And it was like, "Oh, it was this." It was like where uh, Johnny was uh, starting a, a thing where he just went, "You know, there's a, a new study that said uh, mosquitoes are uh, attracted to uh, sexual vitality." Okay. And uh, Ed McMahon slapped his uh, neck and went, "Oh!" <laughs> and uh, and they looked over and saw that. Uh, Johnny had a giant can of Raid under the table and was setting that up. <laughs> and he went like, oh, and I learned, you know, mm, yeah, never do that. Never go for the joke. And I always like heard that and just went like, well, Johnny was a dope because Johnny should have told you <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is what I'm setting up. Yeah. You know, that was that was on him. You should go for a joke if you can go for a joke. Yeah. Like if you think yeah. of something funny, that could have been like, what if neither of you did anything and just went, yeah, you heard that, huh? <laughs> I did. Hmm? Those mosquitoes, I know, I know, yeah. And okay. the other thing is, is that the the giant kind of raid is also funny. Just because one person does a joke doesn't mean another person can't attempt to top it or whatever. You know, yeah, and, pick it up and just go. Yeah. Here you go, buddy. Yeah, that's right. yeah, that's it. But it wouldn't. But that wouldn't work because the ha- joke had to be like Johnny was the focus. Yeah, yeah. And Ed was taking a little of the limelight, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the nice thing. Later on, when Andy Richter was, you know, working with Conan O'Brien, you could just tell like. When Andy scored with a joke, it wasn't like Conan going, well, I'll top you. It was like, no, it's great. Yes. You know, you be as funny as possible. I'll be as funny as possible. That, Hopefully we'll get a lot of funny as possible. And that's why you're here. Yeah. that's Well, that's what made Conan different, though, is someone who didn't come out of a stand-up comedy competitive, you know, arena, you know, gladi- 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 gladiatorial um, 
you know, jousting who's funniest, you know, and who can yeah. who can insult and, and who what's can... not constantly going to Max Weinberg, you know, for watch Max laugh at his jokes, <laughs> a la like a Jay Leno who would always look at his band leader and like, eh, and the band leader, ah, that's good stuff. Kevin Eubanks, Woo! right? Was that Kevin Eubanks? Well, it was name? first. It was one of the Marcellus's, and then it oh, okay. was I think so. Yeah, both and. I think the Mar- the the person Winston Marcellus Winston Marcellus Winston, Winston Marcellus yeah he was like I've had enough of this I'm out <laughs> and then the next I was like well I could take a lot of this <laughs> good one Jay every time everyone's every, everyone's gold fantastic no silver here bring in the werewolves there's no silver here I really it's funny because <laughs> Winston, Winston Marcellus shakes me I don't know him personally. As you know, but who's he, better, Bran, Bran, Branford uh, Marcellus or uh, Winston Marcellus? Better at what? I don't know. Golf? I don't know. <laughs> better <as a> musician. Music. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to. I think. Well, it's hard to say. Like Branford Marcellus is very good, mm-hmm. but Winston Marcellus is like better careerist. If you know right. what I mean, like he's better. He's like more more canny. You know, like I think Branford Marcellus was it. Branford Marcellus who did Jay Leno though. It feels it feels weird that it would be Winton Marcellus because I, I was just gonna say like he seems like the most serious, overly serious person in the world. Yeah, and it would, just seems weird to me that he'd be do, doing the Jay Leno show and like slap at his knee. Okay, like he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy, but maybe he. Thought, Brand, Branford. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, that makes more and sense. And then it was Kevin Eubanks. You're right. That makes more sense because Branford Marcellus was was less serious. Yeah, because Winton Marcellus is very much like kind of like. You know, I'm I am the personal rebirth of cool jazz. Like I am here to to drag jazz away from the Kenny G's and, and those kind of people. Here was why he left the Tonight Show. Okay, uh, according to Wikipedia, so you know it's true. Okay, in 1995, Marcellus left the Tonight Show, having become unhappy in the role. He disliked that he was supposed to always show enthusiasm, even for jokes he thought were unfunny. <laughs> he was su- succeeded as band leader by uh, guitarist Kevin Eubanks. There we go. Yeah. I don't know why I knew Kevin Eubanks. I forgot that Branford Marcellus was involved in that. It's funny. If you were to tell me Kevin Eubanks was a game show host, I would go, hmm. That makes sense. That sounds right. Because there was like someone named Eubanks who was a game show host. Yeah. Not Kevin Eubanks, but there was a there was something. Um, I was going to say something else, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, I was going to ask. Sure. I don't know why this popped into my head, but it was just because you mentioned game shows. What do you, what do you think about the schmozzle of Jeopardy right now? Doesn't it feel strange? Like, I guess you didn't. I guess they didn't realize like what an icon or what a perfect person they had in Alex Trebek. You know, like someone who just seemed to fit it that role just, so it well. Was just a calm pillar. Yeah, that would hold everything up. And not a, not an egomaniac. You know, had like a good, that we know of now. Yeah, but see, well, I think we'd hear or heard rumors by this point. But it seemed to just be a person that had a you know or not. I mean, I'm sure he was, I'm sure he had an ego. I just mean that he didn't seem to put himself in front of the show. He seemed very dedicated to the idea of what the show was and his part in it. And yeah, it just, seemed, it just feels like, how do you replace that? Well, you you can't. No. You know, so right now they're just going through these ructions. It's been, it's, what's it been? It's been less than a year, though, been less right? than a year, yeah. So that's, yeah. that's a tough one. That's the thing. Know? Like, someone, they should have put someone in there who was willing to take the hit. You mm. know what I mean? Like, someone who would come in and go, I know I'm going to be unpopular. I know it's not going to work. I'm going to do this for a year, and then when the next guy comes in, everyone will love him. Sure, that's probably, and I'll be the hit because that's that's what has to be, right? No one, no one's going to like, um, no one's going to like the first woman Paul marries after Linda, you know? Okay. No one's going to like her because you know she's not Linda, and that's hard to get over. 
The next wife, you know, Paul's married again. Do we hear about it? Is there a bunch of, you know, chaos and, and anger and uh, ch- angry children and all that? So, no, because they've already dealt with the fact that her, their dad married someone who wasn't their mom. And when he did it again, well, that's the way it goes, I guess. You know, and that's that's his life. So There was a weird patch, though, there where they had that one guy who kept winning for forever. And uh, it was annoying because he just he kept was, winning. Uh, what's yeah? I, Ken I, Jennings, you mean? No, it wasn't Kevin. Ken Jennings. It was recently. Okay. It was like a new guy. And he won like uh, a couple million bucks mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah. You know, which, you know, sometimes a good thing for the show. But I think in a transitional period where everyone's still trying to get their footing. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, that you've now got two regular people on the... You know, he's more regular than the host. Yeah. And it's like, mm, this feels... Ugh. And he's just... And, and he's using these techniques that you're like, technically, this is fine to do. The host is or the player? Player. I was just going to say that because I feel like the last two guys who were like went for a long streak on the show yeah. were both gaming the system rather than being like... Because when Ken Jennings did it, it was fun. Here's a guy who obviously like knew a lot. Yeah. Was quick, you know, quick witted, very, you know, you know, and was able to like maintain this long streak over a period of time. Whereas the other guys were, felt like they were more gaming it, like they knew they were like playing the odds. If I if I do the daily doubles early, you know, then I'll clear those off the board, and that yeah. will leave bubble, you know. And they had like strategies. Whereas yeah. Jenny was just like, oh well, I'll just play it from a hundred to five hundred or whatever you do. The way you do, yeah, the way you do, yeah. And you warm you warm up like along with him. But yeah. what what uh, this guy was doing, and I forget his name, uh, but. He would uh, go with like second to hardest question first. Yeah. Uh, so if you're a new player coming in cold, yeah, you're not going to you know buzz in on that. You're going to be more trepidatious about it. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. That one seems pretty hard. <laughs> and just that second of like, or less than a second, yeah. of hesitation. Now he's he, now he's in. Yeah. And he's got a couple of seconds to figure it out. And like, okay, all right, I got it. And then, and he just keeps going for the high. The high ones, yeah. then you build up enough, and eventually you're going to strike gold with a daily double. Go for the daily double. Now you've doubled it. Now you've got a lead that's almost insurmountable yeah. going into the second second thing. And you've also broke their spirits as you've gone. <laughs> and just seeing it happening again and again and again and again. And it's just like, yeah. you just, and then whenever they go to the, the, the other player, because one of them gets it, they go, okay, uh, for 200. No, not 200. <laughs> you, he showed you how to fucking do this. Like, just go for the goddamn thousand. Yeah. Go for the thousand. Yeah. You know, and, and buzz in, buzz in, make some mistakes. Who cares? Go, go, go! Because this guy is a a slaughterhouse. You gotta go. <laughs> but no, they play a conservative game, and yeah, then yeah. at the end, he's got a lead that you can't beat, and that's the end of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's taking all the big points, either taking them off the board and away from the other players, and yeah. so that they're left with the, you know, yeah, you can't win by. And he knows enough 200s. about Jeopardy to know. You know, okay, what are, just learn the countries that exist. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now learn some basic American history. Yeah. You got that? Good. Now you can guess some shit. Yeah. Okay, learn some Broadway. Learn some this, learn some that, you know, and uh, he knew what he was doing. But, uh, all right, yeah, you got your Mayambialic there. She's uh, doing the thing and mm-hmm. she's fine. She's fine, mm-hmm. you know, but you feel like she'd rather be somewhere else. <laughs> Sorry. You know, she's an actor. Yeah. She's a singer. She's a performer. Yeah. Yeah. She It doesn't seem like the Yeah, it doesn't seem like that's the sort of job you want to subsume your your personality in, you know, like I mean, she's a she's a scientist as well. She's a she's a neuroscientist. So so you know, yeah, she's uh, smarter than the average bear as mm-hmm. you would say. Uh but uh, I say it's smarter than the average werewolf, but okay. Yeah, that's that is the original saying. Yes. You're 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 correct. 
Have you ever done the Jeopardy uh, test? Uh, no. It's fun. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So were you like trying to get on the show? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I just wanted to take the test. Okay. But yeah, they give you a certain amount of time and you've got to answer really, really quickly. And mm. it's like, oh, oh, damn. And you, and the amount of times that you just go, I know it, but I don't. I know it, but I don't. Oh, oh I'm like one. I know, you know, I know A and B and I don't know C and D. And you're asking me about C. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, What's I'm the uh, third James Bond movie. Oh, son of a bitch. Just that. Ah. Goldfinger. Is the third one Goldfinger? I think so. Okay. Pretty sure. I mean, I want to like. So Sean Connery. Okay. So the first one was Dr. No. Dr. No. Second one was. From Russia with, from Russia with Love. Okay. Third one was Goldfinger. Okay. I'm not going to swear to that, but that's a problem though, right? Like I always say, like I always joke, like the girls, Lisa and the girls are always like, dad, you should go on Jeopardy. I'm like, I am the last person in the world that should be on Jeopardy. Because, yes, I can sit in my armchair and answer many of these questions. Not all the questions, but many of these questions I can answer. Yeah. And I can have, like, a hot streak going. But if you put me in that studio with a thing in my hand and lights pointed at me and people watching me and the whole thing breathing down my back of my neck, I'm going to be like Peter Brady on the Brady Bunch when he went on the quiz show. And as soon as the camera turned on, he froze. Went through puberty. <laughs> Time for a change. No, this is where he was like a quiz show. Oh my god, his balls drop. <laughs> and, and and Dick Clark goes, "I've seen this before. Every New Year, <laughs> you you don't know that episode? Yes, he, I he's think like I on have. like a reach for the top kind of thing. Yeah. And every time the camera turns on, he's just like, and you know, they're like, he knows the answers, but yeah, he's just frozen because that's what happens to some people. I was like, we're see- not all of us, you know, that on Celebrity Jeopardy, uh, Andy Richter uh, cleaned up. Mm. And he was next to Wolf Blitzer, who was deep in the red. Okay. <laughs> and when I saw that, I was like, yes, I know why this is. And it's because Andy Richter is an improviser. Mm-hmm. And Andy Richter, as an improviser, uh, before you're ready, you go in. You just go, I'm not, I'm not ready, but here we go. And so <laughs> he would, he would uh, buzz in for things that he didn't know. Yeah. And then he would figure them out in that time period where it was like, so going over to Andy and Andy, do you know what all this time is just like now trying to figure it all out? Here we go. And taking, taking the risk, whereas a wolf blitzer yeah. is like, I will only buzz in if I know it. And then he realized I'm way behind. Then he started buzzing in for things he didn't know at all, yeah. but like not even close to it. And was just, uh, just tanking because he lost his confidence. Yeah. And also he's one of these guys who, when you don't know something, you don't say anything. And it's like, no, say something. Say anything. It drives me bananas at the end of like, like a final Jeopardy, especially where someone is like bet everything. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, so question mark. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, question mark or nothing. Yeah. And it's just, what's it matter? Yeah. Yeah. Just guess. You can be wrong. Guess. Yeah. What if you're wrong? Wrong is the same as nothing. <laughs> nothing for sure is wrong. But what if you took a wild ass guess and, and, and you do see people that take wild ass guesses and they're right. Yeah. Because there's part of their brain that knows it. But the other part's going, that's not right. I was like, well, what's your idea? I got no idea. Okay, well, I'm going to put down this stupid idea. Okay, we're going to look stupid, though. Now stupider than brain nothing. Okay. That was right. Hey, I knew it. Yeah, you didn't know it. (laughs) You stupid left side of my brain. I'm a bear. What? I've got half a bear brain. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, no, I'm just not. uh, I'm not that way. I did play Reach for the Top as a a student. Me too. As a high school student. But yeah, my forte was spelling. Oh, really? I'm that's, shit that's where at I, that. That's where I, sh- I, I shined. <laughs> we, Sean. we would have been a good team if they did, uh, if they did that because I'm uh, awful at... Uh, well, we proved we're a good team when we did our 
our our own our quiz pub quizzes pub quizzes yeah. yeah yeah there was a there we had a good balance of uh things we knew and things uh you know the wide range of knowledge and and if we didn't know something we could usually talk it out it was yeah. just like okay so what's wrong <laughs> the wrong answer is that this is the worst thing is when you could i remember there's one the, the answer was eli wallach and it took me like almost like links to the quiz to try to come up with his name i just had this mental block in my my head finally finally i went oh yeah I was no help at all for the rest of the quiz, though, because I was. So, yeah, you're just going so, through it. So, and, and my thing on that is like write down every wrong name you've got on a separate piece of paper, and figure that out. Yeah, the 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 the, the most uh, chaos ever happened at one of those was uh, when the answer was ten pin bowling, mm-hmm. and we all wrote bowling. Yeah, and it was like, nope, it was ten pin bowling. Oh, well, we didn't. Do we have to write that? Yes, it's very different than five pin bowling. Well, we didn't write five pin bowling. We just wrote bowling. Wouldn't bowling also be right? No. Oh, oh we lost our minds. Injustice, sir. Injustice. Well, I thought if ten pin bowling was the correct answer, then that's life, I guess. But there was no clarification as in like be specific about the type mm-hmm. of da 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 da. Yeah, da, da. yeah, yeah. Yes, I. I'm still I'm fun. still mad about that to this day. <laughs> Two things I'm still mad about to this day that are so petty and small. I will go to my grave angry at them. One, that. Yes. Two, uh, there was a talent uh, show at our high school, Mm -hmm. and one of the categories was other. And uh, and no one's entered other, and each one of these categories has a prize. Okay. So I'm going to go. I'm just going to do some random shit. Yeah. And because I'm the only one, I win. So I went and I did some stand-up and I juggled and I did a dumb magic trick. And I talked to the audience, and I sang a song, and then I left. <laughs> and they went, uh, there's no winner for other. What? Yeah. We have no winner. Our teacher, uh, drama teacher, Colin Vint, was one of the head dr- judge. Oh. oh, man. I was so mad at him over that. So mad. <laughs> I, went to, I went to the principal over it. I was like, is that right? Uh, yeah. It was like, it was like I actually, I'm going to the principal, because this is about the principal. <laughs> Of the thing. Yeah. And it was like, nope, I entered a contest and uh, I did a thing and I followed all the rules and there was no other competition and I should have won. And, well, we don't want to go up against the teacher. You know, we're going to stand by the judges on this. Like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. To this day, furious. Yeah. You know. I can tell. Rest in peace, the person I still have a grudge against. <laughs> Uh, the principal of the school, we had to go talk to him in order to form the Footlights Club. Okay. He had to okay it. How did you describe it? This... Do you like to laugh? That's what I said. I had a whiteboard with red string all over it. No, I, I went and I just talked about like the, you know, what it was based in. Like the, you know, I explained the Cambridge Footlights Club and right. the idea of like having a, a perform, you know, a, a you know, group that would perform comedy skits and things like that and blah, blah, blah. And, Explained all that to me. He goes, said, well, that sounds kind of good, actually. I, I think that's a great idea. So he signed off on it. And then we put up posters and we got in trouble. Did we get in trouble? I got it. Well, I got I don't think you were part of it then. It was just... Uh, no, I saw a my poster friend David for it at the library. That's how I... Our friend David I still have. I, I still have that poster. Is it the one that says, We Dig Chicks? There's a shovel. Nope, did not. Shovel to, digging to the ground with chickens. Don't have that one. Yeah. That's what we got in trouble for. It was a silly joke. Yeah. And that. Oh, then well. the next one was, Hey, fuckface. <laughs> Join the comedy troupe. <laughs> dickless wonder (laughs) and the weird thing was you know that we drew both the fuck face and the dickless wonder it was weird it's like was that like a batman and robin parody i guess i can't draw real good 
yeah. So did you get a word from the office and they said, uh, please take down the We Dig Chicks post? Yeah, we had to take that down and put up a different one. Yeah. That's, Maybe uh, that's the one you saw. Yeah, that was... <laughs> How many uh, how many women uh, signed up for the uh, for the for the troop after the We Dig Chicks poster? Three. Did they? Yeah. Oh, it's not bad. Very good. It was it was after a later poster though, right? No. Okay. No. So I'm remembering three women as part of the group. Yep. That that was immediate. Yep. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, considering the you know it was it was mostly male, but you know, but not really. Okay, so that would be three women, five five men. Am I yeah, getting that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad. It's not a bad ratio. It's not parody, but it's very close. It's very close. It's as close as we could get, I guess. We did a lot of parodying. We did not do a lot no, of parody. No, we did a lot of parodies. <laughs> we, yeah, we did. Uh, uh, hey, by the way. Uh, hey, Nina, we're talking about our childhoods again. Um, no, yeah, we didn't. We just did a lot of bizarre sketches. Yeah, that was yeah. good. That was where we're coming from. Oh, by the way, Nina. Oh, you're talking to Nina? Gotta, I, just, I, I just got her attention. I have to apologize. Oh, yes, to I'm Nina. sorry. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, this is Dave's the, Dave's is, retraction this corner. This is Dave's <laughs> apology corner. Uh, it's a Canadian portion of the show. Uh, we get our funding uh, if we do one of these uh, yeah. every every few months. That's right. So, uh, uh, do we have that song? That I'm sorry, so sorry. Playing like this. Song? That's right, Peggy Lee. Peggy Lee. No, we don't have that. Okay, very good. Uh, so yeah. I'm sorry we couldn't get that song. That yeah. counts as part of the sorry. So part of the and sorry. now back at back over to Dave. So yeah, I just want to. I I was um, saying that I would not enjoy a movie that uh, Nina really wanted to see called One Cut of the Dead, because you know I'm down on the I'm down on the zombie flick these days. I just not just not not in it, not into it, not into it. And also, I think um, one cut movies are a bit of a gimmick that you know I think it's okay, but not great. And uh, but I got to tell you, everybody, that Nina was right. One Cut of the Dead is really good, and I can't. The problem with it, as she po- said when we were talking about it last Thursday, is that you can't really tell people what the movie's about without spoiling it. So let me just say, though, that you should see it. It's very good. It's well worth uh, signing up for a trial membership on, on Shutter TV yeah. and here's, watching it. Here's a thing that I think I might turn into the question of the week, or a question Ooh. of the week. Okay. What is something, could be yeah. a TV show. Yeah. Could be a movie. Mm-hmm. Could be a book. Yep. Um, that you would recommend, but you don't want to talk about why you're recommending it. Okay. I said just like, no questions asked. <laughs> you should yeah. see, read, watch this. Okay. And because, you know, to, to describe it would, uh, would be uh, too much. Okay. okay. Something like, you know, uh, let's say The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, you should see this. Don't anyone tell you that? it's just yeah. like, but don't even say that because that's too much. You yeah. just go like, you should see the sixth sense. Yeah. And like, why? Nope. Just see it. <laughs> just see it. That sure. kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. So see one cut of the dead. For sure. And then there's uh, apparently a sequel to it on YouTube, an unofficial. Well, it's, it's an official sequel. It's the same. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but if you've watched that, then you watch that. Or. Uh, you know, when Nina was posting about it, I think the production company wrote and went, hey, we got an anniversary DVD out. And uh, I think she bought it. So talk to Nina and see if you can borrow her DVD. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. That's but cool. thank you, Nina, for uh, for showing us that. It was uh, friggin' delightful. Um, so back to, back to the weekend. 
Okay. Back to Lisa and Back my to weekend. the performer of the weekend. As I was saying, we, we went to Othello Tunnels, but the, prob- the problem for me was that I forgot to bring a jacket. I didn't bring a jacket for the weekend. I brought like clothes, clothes that like hang around inside a hotel. Okay. But I didn't bring anything to go outside. It may have been subconscious. I may have been my body. I may have been like subconsciously choosing to like sabotage any chances of us going for a walk because I'm not really like a person who likes to go for walks at all. So well, th- that might have been. At least you can go for a swim. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But I heard, I heard that you didn't remember your bathing suit either. No, no, I had. I, I, my bathing suit disappeared. I don't know where it went, but I brought a pair of shorts. Oh, okay. And that right. was fine. That right. was fine. The the problem is with the shorts as opposed to like, I'm going to go and see if I can find like a nice kind of boxer brief tight pair, tight bathing suit, which I used to have. Okay. I wore it out, unfortunately. But I'd like to get another one because, see, wearing the shorts, you would get out of the nice warm water, mm-hmm. the nice warm hot springs water, into the cold air. And it would immediately make your shorts cold. And so every step after that was very painful because right. you would like, you know, your skin would touch the cold shorts yes. walking either way. And it was very, it was really terrible. And yeah, I, I don't recommend it. And then, and then of course, they don't really dry very well. Yeah. And then you're pulling them on in the, in the, in the hotel room before you go back to the pool again. And you're pulling them on and you're kind of doing that little, ooh, ee, ah, ooh, ee, ooh, as they go up up your leg. Ah, ee, ah. And you're kind of, putting them squishing together like your Elvis Costello on the cover of this year's model, <laughs> trying to like keep your knees together as, and squish your legs so that the, the shorts won't rub them as much, but they yeah. still do. Ah, ooh, ah, get them on. There you go. But while we were in the, uh, while we were in the pool, we were sitting beside a couple. It was a older fella. Okay. Not as old as me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was, but maybe late forties, I would guess with a, a younger woman, probably maybe twenties, 20, like twenties, <laughs> 22, 23. And, they were having an affair. <laughs> they were talking about it. Yeah. Together. Yeah. In the pool with each other. Yeah. And it seemed this, you know, I don't want to judge people for having an affair. I don't think it's great. But but why would you talk about it out loud amongst company? Like people. Well, I, I told you, like, and I'm not going to say the name of the person, but we, we were eating next to a celebrity, a well-known celebrity. Yeah. Movie star. Sure. And uh, she was talking about an affair she was having. Like with her friend. Yeah. And her friend was like, well, you know. And the friend didn't seem 100% on board with it. Yeah, yeah. But she was talking about how her mom was mad at her over it and all this. And I was just like, what are you doing? I'm right here. <laughs> like, I can hear you. I know who you are. What are you doing? What are you doing? Jeez. Hello, TMZ. Uh, Hello, yeah. TMI. <laughs> yeah, he was the same. He said to this woman, he goes, um, I goes, love cheating on my wife with it, you, well, baby. He said, if my wife found us, you'd be in big trouble. And she said, you'd be in big trouble. I wouldn't get in trouble. What does she care about me? And then he just went, ha, 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 adultery. <laughs> That's right. Ha, ha, I laugh in the face of convention. Ha, ha, ha. Continue to sit. Yeah. There's a couple. There's a, a Let's couple, break other commandments. There was a couple of couples that were like sitting like awkwardly close. <laughs> like, you know, the guy was like sitting on the bench and then the girl was sitting on his lap facing him. Uh-huh. And you're just kind of like, well, I know you like each other, I guess, but... It's if it here feels, it feels like no. It feels like yeah. <sighs> I was semi going out with someone, and we went to we went to Harrison as well. Okay, and it is one of those things where like you feel like that's far enough away that rules don't apply. <laughs> it's not that far, but okay. I know, I know, but it kind of feels like you're far <laughs> enough away yeah, yeah. that like say say you know 
Say that you were sort of involved with someone yeah. casually. Sure. But then the two of you fly to Paris. Yeah. Well, now it's more intense because you're in Paris. Sure. And the all and the all and the things and the all. Yeah. But like when you get back home, yeah. it's going to be back to, you know, <laughs> let's take it back down to a four. Right? Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, and I feel there's a little of that with Harrison uh, Hot Springs, where it's just like, hey, you want to go to Harrison Hot Springs? You know, we came all the way to Harrison Hot Springs. Well, we might as well be... It's in the over- name. Yeah, we might as well be overt yeah. with, you know, our uh, shenanigans. <laughs> this is the place to do it and the place to be I it. Guess, and uh, and who, who will know us here? We're a million miles from anywhere. No yeah. one possibly could know us here. Ha ha ha. Hey, Fred. Especially oh. not my wife. <laughs> well, I'm having adultery on. Mm-hmm. I'm having adultery on? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know if that's how, uh, the correct usage of that word. <laughs> yeah, because you're having adult, you're committing adultery with. So are you committing adultery against your wife? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. You're cheating on her anyway. I'm not? How dare you, sir? <laughs> not talking about you? Well, maybe I was. What? A lot of. Wait, uh, was this person there me? <laughs> that's right. Well, I, what a terrible I, reveal this I, is I was, at the end. I was shocked to see you there. That 22-year-old girl. Wait a second. That person I was talking about, I just did reveal I was in Harrison Hot Springs. And it's weird. Like, what's in it for her? I guess you got a free trip to Harrison. Oh. That's something. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have much going and on. everywhere in between here and there. Yeah. All the we sites. Pass, we pass through Agassiz together. We pass through all the sites like Ooh. a puck tunnel. <laughs> that, that's, that's a, that was a big detour. No, you can go past some, some dairy farms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dairy farms. Yeah, ask for Everybody. some fresh cheese. Go over the go over the bridge into Agassiz. I knew I knew a surprising amount of people who did have like you know affairs with uh, married people, uh, and uh, yeah, it was always like, oh, and, and whenever they'd complain about it, it'd be like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're having an affair yeah, with them because it's because it's yeah, not the thing to do. You know, there's a reason they're they're a bit of a dirt bag, right? Yeah. You know that, mm. you know that, right? And it's like, yeah. But it's, I think it was the feeling was, well, you know what you're getting. Yeah. It's low pressure. You know, they, uh, you know, you're the special one. Uh, but, uh, but the thing I've always found is, uh, <laughs> the person who, uh, cheats with someone, like yes. say the cheat, cheat, cheat the cheater, cheater, cheater. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it goes both ways. Sometimes it's men, sometimes it's women. Yeah, yeah. But the person who, uh, aids in the cheating, when they are then cheated on. Yes. Ho ho! It's explosive. <laughs> they can't. They can't believe it. Mm. You know, it's like I. You know, listen. You know, I'm the one person you can't cheat on. Yeah, because I because they know. So you can't ever say the things like, "Oh, it meant nothing." It's like, nah, I know that it meant something. <laughs> so, eh. kaboom! I can I can see that. Yeah. So now, these people that you knew who are having affairs with with married people. Yes. Were they? There was a lot of them. Would they become upset that they that this person wasn't like moving on in their relationship? Like they expected some sort of like they're going to leave their wife, knew, or wife and knew, or husband. I think they knew. They knew, but there was a little bit of it that made it made them sometimes also like you know they were the naughty person, they were the bad mm-hmm. girl or guy. Yeah, you know, and so you know, you know, I think there's also something that's a. That's comforting and that you know why this is going to end. Like, you know, this is not going to go to, you know, they're going to leave. Cause even if they did leave their spouse. Yeah. 
you know you're with a cheater now. Yeah, yeah. So you know the clock's ticking the second that they break up with that person. Yeah. Now you're the person they're going to cheat on. And yeah. if you think they're not, well, you're nuts. <laughs> you're absolutely nuts. You, this is exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And or you will. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, you, it's what's going to be. Yeah. Always. You, hmm. I mean, it must happen sometimes, though, that, like, a couple meet in mm-hmm. that, those sort of circumstances, have an affair, the marriage breaks up, and then they get together, and then that, that's, like, that lasts the rest of their lives. Right? Well, you know, uh, you know, uh, Mia Farrow and Frank Sinatra, sure, yeah, that worked out for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, point taken. According, according to her. And we got Ronan Farrow out of it. So there we go. This is a guy. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. And he's a there. It's a person. And everything's fine. That's great. No, I can't. I'm trying to think of like someone who yeah. did that and it all was like. Doesn't have to be famous, but I just, it's all yeah. it's all swell and swell. Yeah, yeah. It's probably I, it's probably hard after that for the relationship to to work. You're right because neither will trust the other. You know? I think it's like if you and this is of course an extreme example. If say you fall for someone and you know and 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 you both go on a murder spree. <laughs> okay. You're just waiting for you you to be murdered, right? You're thinking like, well, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. A, you're you're with a murderer. Yeah, they're going to murder me at some if point. You, if you hook up with a psychopath, yeah. Well, you are too because you you're are on too. the murder spree. Yeah, yeah. As well. One of us is going to kill the other One, person. Yeah, yeah. You know that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tick, tick, tick goes the clock. Sure, yeah. sure. As long as it lasts. That's what's really good about that movie, A Walk Amongst the Tombstones. I think it's called with with Liam Neeson and David Harbour. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I saw David Harbour in a movie where I like went, oh, this guy is a really good actor. Because he plays like a sociopath, psychopath in the movie. And he's like teamed up with another guy. And they're both like, like just like complete, utter, filthy, horrible individuals. But they're, they're so good in like how they perform. They play those roles, like how they perform in the, in the movie. It's, they really like sell it. Like, um, but yeah, this is a case of like, as long as it's convenient for us to work together to like fulfill our desires that's great but as soon as there's like any sort of issue or problem or whatever then you're just so much disposable trash to yeah. me and it's it's yeah that's all it is it's interesting yeah there's no it's not a partnership it's just a, it's just a uh, true marriage of convenience you know that the divorce is final very final yes it's a good movie though i don't know if you ever saw it it's good no i have not seen that yet eh, i thought it, i i guess i saw too many um yes uh, it is not of that of yeah that ilk. but it's always like i, I watched know. just something with him yeah. it's like an ice trucker who was avenging <laughs> and i like that whatever that one was yeah i saw him on the train and he's getting revenge in the train sure, sure. and it's like you know revenge in a helicopter revenge on a bus yeah revenge in a raft you know he's playing uh he's playing an old version of uh tom sawyer yeah <laughs> it's like that tickles me. Sorry, the idea of him just in a Tom Sawyer hat and overalls. Just like, I'm riding, riding the river. <laughs> I, hey, Tom, this river ain't for you. I kind of like the idea I'm of him. Uh, I like him being an athlete who's on the train because that's the com- commuter who wore tennis shoes. Oh. So that would be a good. <laughs> oh. We'll be right back after a word from almost doing Merv Griffin. That wasn't Dick Cavett at all. That was miles from Dick Cavett. This is a weird thing. I watched, uh, and let me say I liked it, uh, Last Night in Soho. Okay. Which predominantly uses... Did you go to the movies? The yes. movie theater? Okay. Yeah. Which I have not done that yet. Predominantly um, uh, uses the song Downtown. Patula, Patula Clark, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, But my favorite version of Downtown 
is uh, Rick Moranis on NSCTV yeah, and him just like, and he's in, I don't know if he's in Edmonton or it's Toronto or whatever, but it's just kind of yeah. scuzzy and he's just like singing about, you know, being downtown. And yeah, so yeah. that's, that's what I always picture when I think downtown. Yeah. But one night in Soho, I was like, ah, oh, do I want to see a horror movie by Edgar Wright? Oh, it's probably really scary. Well, you saw Shaun of the Dead. He's really good. Yeah. But that's undercut with comedy and this is like full on psychological mm, horror and mm. like, he could probably get me. He could probably get me. He could probably get me. So I watched it and I, I liked it quite a bit. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I have not seen that yet. I went and saw um, um, Paul Schrader's new film, uh, The Card Counter. Oh, how's that? With Oscar Isaac. Uh, Oscar Isaacs and uh, Tiffany Haddish. Mm-hmm. It was very, very good. It's one of those movies you wa- It's one of those movies you're watching and you're thinking, it's kind of nice. I mean, there there is some. there's a little bit of violence in the film, but it's... It's, you're just thinking, gee, it's kind of nice to just watch a movie where it's just people <laughs> talking and doing yeah. people stuff. It's not, you know, it's not like a constant, you know, like I, I really enjoy Dune, but, you know, like sort of nice just to watch a movie with people in rooms, like doing stuff, you know. It's a really, well, it's a really good film. We should then, you know, make our normal oath that we always make when Marvel movies come out. <laughs> yes. That we're, speaking of movies we're, like yeah, that, clearly you don't want to see a movie like that. No. So I'm we're all not over it. going to. Even though it's directed by one of my, a director who made one of my favorite movies of all time, the writer, Chloe Zhao. Okay. Uh, I'm still not going to go see And I, I really uh, like uh, Kamel Najiani. I've liked him on podcasts and as a comedian. Mm-hmm. And uh, that he has like, become a Marvel hero is amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I remember when he had a, an X-Files podcast. Mm. And I really enjoyed listening to that because X-Files meant so much to him when he was a kid. And he had yeah. my friend Dean Haglund on. And I was like, oh, it's just, it's, oh I really like this guy. Uh, and now he's in a Marvel movie because that's stuff. the way the world is now. Sure. And... Uh, it's gotten a uh, yeah, stinker rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, but, uh, you know, maybe Rotten Tomatoes is rotten. So who knows? Well, we'll find out, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we won't find out. There are people who, uh, you know, will go on to sites and will... Uh, Torpedo like, stuff because choo, choo, this, choo, this choo. movie has people of other races in choo, it. I'm choo. going to give this movie a zero. They've gone woke and they'll go broke. <laughs> I'm like, yep. yep. The, the females are too prominent in this movie. Yeah. This makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Exactly. I hear you. I mean, I've got to assume, like, you know, I mean, from what I've seen from the trailers is they fight monsters. So I can only assume Mm -hmm. there's more to the monsters than meets the eye. More than meets the eye. Like the monsters at some point will just go, we just want peace. I'm like, what? (laughs) Oh, no. Here's one thing I will say about uh, One Night in Soho. And it, I don't think this in any way spoils it. Oh, no. Um, he's going to spoil it, everyone. Um, is uh, It does have a former Doctor Who in uh, in it. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, MS is, a, is its initials. But it is not... Uh, it's not... With a couple of tweaks, it could be a Doctor Who episode. Hmm. A couple of tweaks, and hmm. you're there. You're yeah. full Doctor Who. Cool. Yeah. You know, you're, you're... There's definitely... The director has seen a Doctor Who episode or two. <laughs> yeah. He's channeling his inner Moffat. Would that be a Moffat Doctor Who? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess Moffat. Yeah. I'm thinking one specific one, the girl in the fireplace. There's, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and there's things with mirrors and whatnot and Doctor Who's and whatnot. But it's got <laughs> it's got a thing that happens in Doctor Who things that they do. And cool. of course, since you're in, you know, England, anytime things are happening, you go like, it's very Doctor Who-y. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go, I think. Going to try and go this weekend to see it. You so. will like the music. I will, I will I'm sure that. I will. I'm a big yeah. fan of... Like, hey, Dave will like this music. I'll be like, oh, Tony Hatch again. He wrote Downtown. 
and produced it. Well, there's a couple of versions of downtown in this. So downtown. Pick a downtown that you want and then go <laughs> home and watch uh, Rick Moranis singing himself a little uh, downtown in, I think, Edmonton. Downtown Abbey where the people are snobby. The, yeah, I, I, because, well, Card Counter was playing out in Chilliwack. Okay. At, at the Cheap Theater. And I, I really, you know, I want to support that kind of stuff, you know? Like, I like the fact that, you know, I do like the fact that they, like, bring in, like, the, the wounded ducks, you know, like the, the Detective Pikachus and whatnot. So, you know, we can come down and watch. <laughs> What's funny? Yeah. Is there actually is a wounded duck in Detective Pikachu? Is that right? I yeah. So I, I like, didn't see it. I went and saw it. There's Psyduck, but... and I believe he does get injured oh, okay. at some point in Detective okay. Pikachu. Okay. So, you know, your, uh, your description is excellent. Thank you. I, but I also like that they, I also like that they bring in, like, the kind of, the the art house films like you know like a new Paul Schrader film like not every you know not everyone's like clamoring to go see Paul Paul Schrader movies but I really loved his movie that came out a few years ago with Ethan Hawke first Reformed I thought that was like a great okay film. what was that about uh, it's about Ethan Hawke plays a minister of a small church and I would think upstate New York I don't quote me on that but somewhere like that sort of area and it's a very small it's almost like a museum church like like it's has a very small congregation and it's basically owned by a mega church. Okay. And they kind of just keep they kind of keep it open and running as sort of like look at this quaint old-fashioned church. Isn't this cute? This old, you know, um it's, you know, it's first reformed so it's probably like a Christian reformed church like like you know, one of those very hardcore Protestant sects of the old days and or even nowadays. Um you know the sort of thing. Yeah. A lot of fire and a lot of hell and you know you're going to hell and hell 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 but he's not really that way he you know he's but he is he's obviously suffering um his son committed suicide okay he was a chaplain in iraq during the war and so i think he's kind of going through some ptsd and and then he ends up being asked by this parishioner or by this woman i don't know she's a parishioner but she comes to talk to him and she wants him to intervene and counsel her husband who she's afraid is going to commit suicide and so he you know tends to reach out to this guy but he ends up killing himself anyway and then there's this all this psychic fallout for this minister and it's a it's a really good film it's really Mm. you know it's a usual paul schrader thing like religion and you know god and where we fit in this world of woe and and it's it's quite good it's quite quite good and this movie um the card counter is the same like and has a lot of elements to it where you're where you're like, oh, this is, you know, this is really interesting. Like, what is he trying to do here? Like, what is he trying to say? And, oh, it's just, you know, Lisa and I had a long conversation about it driving home. And that's always a good movie, I think. One that sticks in your mind when you're next year at work and you're still thinking about it and, and going over it. And, oh, man, but the one we came home, though, we were driving, uh, you know, like we went to Chilliwax. We are coming back along the highway back to, back to uh, Aldergrove. And on the, on the eastbound lane, we were going west. On the eastbound lane, there was an accident or something happened. I we could. It's hard to tell. There was a truck facing the, the wrong way, but it didn't look like mm. it didn't. There was no like obvious crash signs. There's no flipped mm-hmm. over car or or anything like that, or no or ambulance and stuff. There's just police there. Okay. So I don't know if it was a police something incident happened. or whatever. I don't know. And but they had shut down the entire highway. Oh. Like they were cars like immediately after it were were being detoured off the freeway onto a frontage road okay and then we drove along and there are other cars being detoured off the next next exit ramp all the way along and there's just like this giant line of trucks and cars just like miles and miles of it 
we were driving past it all and I was just like, oh my God, can you imagine being in that? Like, you're just trapped. Once yeah. you're there, you're stuck. Yeah, yeah. There's no way out. And uh, yes, the, it's just, it was just terrible to see. I was, was <laughs> you just wish you could have like a trapped, sign. All these people trapped with their mistresses. Yeah, <laughs> going to Harrison. Yeah, it's just like, I wish I had a sign on the car. You could be like, turn off at McCallum, you know, <laughs> or the, the, like a safe exit before it really got horrible. Yeah. But you, you can't. You, we don't have those. They don't have that function. So... Yeah, it was very rainy, and I don't know if someone wiped out or what happened, but uh, it's one of those nights where, because it's it's an old highway, and it's you know it's in a rural area, so there's no lights on it, so you're yeah. just driving in the dark in the rain, and I could see that that could be a problem for you know people aren't careful. It's slow down, like no one. We were driving along, and I wasn't going fast, and no one passed us. So like, people were just like, kind of like, "There's no need to speed in this weather. It's crazy." Out, so. Was anyone dressed up for Halloween in uh, Harrison? Uh well, when we went to, uh, yeah, in the hotel on on Sunday, people, yeah. people were dressed up. Okay. Yeah. And then we, the night before, we had gone to a, a restaurant that we like in Agassiz called the Broken Whisk, and they were all dressed up. There was a, the owner was a pirate. Okay. The bartender she was a pirate as well i think there was uh there was a first suicide squad <laughs> someone, sorry i was just gonna oh, go sorry and then someone said hey you stole my costume idea and he went ha like, oh, <laughs> yeah double pirate well done <laughs> there was a first suicide squad harley okay there was a doctor uh there was a couple of beer bottles walking around okay and there was one other were they from the simpsons were they uh like uh surly or like names of uh do they have funny names on them, or just no? Like I don't remember that. They just look kind of yeah. They just seem like to be like foam costumes they bought on. Very good. Just, All right. They don't want to have to think about it, you know. Yep. Were they stubbies or were they long necks? They were long necks. Oh, very good. They're tall boys. Okay. The boys were tall. And then um, yeah, there was one other person walking around. Like didn't know what she was doing. I could have maybe. Oh, and then the the chef came out because Lisa got a steak and they laid it on fire. That's a flambe. They laid it on fire at the table, like yeah. not on the table, but beside the table, and then. And then, then they put it out and give it to you, a sizzling platter of steak. It was a good steak, too. And he was dressed as a cowboy during that part of it. So. Oh. Because you wouldn't want to be a hippie if you're doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was going to like, and then he was crying because it was a cow he liked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you wouldn't want to do that kind of job his, if you're a hippie. The other thing that was... costume was 4-H kid. Sad 4-H yeah. kid. <laughs> <laughs> My, oh, bossy. Well, of course, 4-H kids are sad until they see their bank account after they sell their cow. And they're like, oh. Couple more of these, I could buy a car. Um, Instead, they went out and they bought a lot of beef. I'm like that's weird. That's oh well, fair enough. <laughs> Guy likes beef. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, on the menu they described this. Uh, they have no, they have nacho chips, but they said they do like a it's like a a sizzling ch- tequila cheese thing, where like they have like a flambe cheese thing with the with the with the nacho chips. I don't know why this chef likes. Lighting stuff on fire. fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really into it. So anyway, uh, we didn't order it, but next time I go there, I for sure I'm going to try that because it sounds crazy. Interesting. And then near the end of the meal, Mary mentioned Mary was with us. Uh, okay. She came and met, met us. Eve was Eve was busy. She was had gone into town for some Halloween hijinks. Sure. Or pre pre Halloween hijinks. And uh, but Mary came and um, and I, she mentioned to the waitress near the end of the or the hostess near the end of the meal that it was Lisa's birthday, and she's like, "Oh, we have to have a shot." We got to get you a shot. So, and then the waitress came over, and she, not the waitress, the owners came over, who was also acting as a wait or a server. She she came and she's like, "It's your birthday. You're doing a shot." So then they like disappeared, and then Lisa's like, "Oh, I don't want to. Let's go. Let's go." I said, "You can't just walk out. They just yeah, they're gonna get you a shot." So they brought over this shot. It was like a little three layer shot and B fifty two or something. Yeah, something like that. And it was brown, 
green and red. Sounds like the B-52, I think. And so then Lisa, um, she's like, oh, she didn't want to drink it. She was sipping at it. She was just being such a, she was a real wimp. And she finally like downed it. And everyone was very happy. All the staff were very happy that she did that and said she was a good sport. The, the, the owner said, you're, you're a great sport. When Lisa was leaving, we walked outside. She goes, I'm not really a good sport at all. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, you're, you're not a good sport, but you were a good sport there. Often she'll just be like, nope, not doing it. It does sound like it was a B-52. I'm looking at one. Okay. okay. It's not red. It is orange. It's okay. orange, orange, white, and brown. Was that correct? No, no. It was uh, brown on top, Oh, that's green, not... a green oh, layer, and then a wrong. red layer on the bottom. Huh. I don't know what it was. Okay. I don't know what it was. Do you know that the 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 green or the red t- tasted a little bit like cough syrup? Because I did have a sip of it to to encourage Lisa. <laughs> but she, yeah, she did drink the rest of it. Peer pressure. Peer, peer pressure, pressure. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Drink Does it. Does anyone know what that drink is? But you know, when you're when you're in a situation like that, like I don't drink, obviously. But if that happened, I would drink it just because you want to be a good sport. Like you don't want to be a jerk. People just want to have fun and they want to share in your, in your day, you know, like have, you know, have fun with you and stuff like that. And, you know, they're giving you like a $5 thing or maybe more. I don't know what shots cost, but right. So, yeah. Well, the trick is what you got to do is you got to take a shot glass. Yeah. That's empty. Store it in your cheek. (laughs) And you take the shot. Yeah. And you just go, whoop. I'll pull it back and then you shield off your mouth. Yeah. And you go, and then when they leave you, reach in your mouth, pull out a full shot glass and just put it back down on the table. It's not a small shot glass, though. I don't know what you're thinking. You might be thinking of like a... Well, it's a shot. You might be thinking of like a jigger that you used to measure out no, stuff. No, no, I'm thinking of a shot glass. A shot glass... No, is, no, it was it was about eight centimeters tall. That's not a shot. Yeah. That is a, that is a drink. That's a proper drink. That's not a <laughs> shot. I have a shot glass upstairs. I'll show you what it is. All right. Yeah. There is a... There is a res- yeah, you know, a commonly regarded amount that goes into a shot. Okay. Yeah. But if you got a big, big-ass thing like you're talking about... Yeah. Well, I mean, it had a stem. It had a stem, so... Huh. Okay. Yeah. Let's go there tonight. Let's see. Let's maybe it didn't have a stem. Maybe it was just a. Maybe it was just like one of the, like a miniature kind of one of those one of those glasses that looked like a beer glass or whatever. Huh. Anyway. Okay. You got me quite. Uh, you got <laughs> me curious? quite curious. Yeah. You're curious about the. Yeah. I don't. I'm trying to find one that's got the green aspect to it. So what, what was funny was I guess Mary videotaped it under the guise of taking a picture of Lisa. Didn't tell her she was videoing it. Then she sent it to Eve. And he was so amused by it that she had to call. Right. She phoned about ten thirty and at uh, night and uh, to talk to us about it, even though she was at a bar in, in Vancouver. So well, sorry, I got to clarify. Mm-hmm. So the green was in the middle. Nope. Uh, yes, the green was in the middle. It was in the middle. Yeah. Okay, because if you're going orange, no, white, no, brown. Okay. Oof. Brown, green, we're going red. Like orange, a little bit brown, then green. Then we're doing an Irish flag shooter. God damn, this is tough. <laughs> it was brown on the top. Brown on top. So I don't know if that, I don't know if that was like a Bailey's. Okay, or wait a second. So brown on top. Yeah. Well, it could still green, be green. Green. Then green. God damn then it. Then red. How do you get the green in the middle? Because the green is a green is a goddamn sinker. Because that's usually. <laughs> well, I thought it was the absinthe. Well, no, I don't think you're. I don't think you were getting. I don't think so. That's a creme de menthe uh, that you're getting, and a creme de menthe will sink to the bottom, unless there's something really. No, substantial it wasn't. I think a creme de menthe has is like a. It's not because it, this was a clear. It wasn't a translucent or a, or an opaque. I always think of is, is creme de menthe like a, a bit like is it see through or is it? Well, it looks like kind of lime jello, I guess. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it might have been, but it, maybe the maybe the red was more. Just trying. How the hell do you get a green in the? Oh, wait a second. It, was it minty? 
I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I mean, I did taste it a bit. Taste this like I'll, I'll taste like it's cough syrup possible. to me. Possible. I'll taste like cough syrup. Yeah, it's possible. Well, you would have known what this was. An after eight shot is uh, is well. It's not. You know what? No, I got no idea. I should have asked them. I guess you should. Have. I didn't realize this was a, a point of contention. Just shove something in your yappers. You're just like, here, drink this. Okay. I don't want to. You should. I'm like, all right. Yeah. These I mean, are the rules of seems, uh, seems rude. Harrison. Harrison. It seems rude to be. This is an agassi, but yeah. It's not rude. You know what? Honestly, as the customer, yeah. you're allowed to uh, not I be down know. with something that you don't like. You don't look a gift shooter in the mouth. Yikes. <laughs> what do you what mean? What an odd thing to say. Is it, isn't a that what gift it's shooter in the mouth. I don't mean a, you know what I mean, a shot. Like I know. A shot. Not I a... know. It's still, you know what? I yeah. think like I think it's a good idea sometimes to 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 really look a gift shot know. in the mouth. <laughs> so like we brought those shots to your table. Mm. <laughs> well, I guess I'm obligated to drink them. No, you're not. Not at all. <laughs> oh, well, this, this is a little different than yeah. that, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes, I don't think you should just take things from random strangers, but no. the owners just of the restaurant offering you turn a to drink the couple is a having different. an affair next to you. Do you guys want to yeah. try this? You seem like you get pressured into things easy. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. Why are you sitting in his lap? You should be eating. Anyway, drink this or I'll tell your wife. <gasps> yeah. She's sitting beside this me. This is called the lousy cheat. Here, <laughs> drink it. This is Make your kids sad. <laughs> My one regret about the weekend was that I couldn't get a massage, though. I I wish I thought about it when I booked the room. I yeah. probably could have got it, got, a, got a massage, but I it didn't occur to me until like a week later or whatever. I was like, oh, I guess I should try and book a massage. And then what I did it was their schedule was filled. Oh. They were very busy. It was very busy there. Yeah, I could see that. Really? October? I guess. Yeah. Halloween weekend? Well, Let's it's... Let's get away from the kids. It's the kind of... Also, you want to go to the hot springs. Yeah. In that in that kind of... You don't want to necessarily yeah, go yeah. like like winter, winter. Because no, then the drive there sucks. You know, yeah. but the but the drive there now is fairly mm-hmm. reasonable. Yeah. And yet yeah. still cold enough that... Just wet. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's where you go and you, you, you cheat on your family. <laughs> There's no cheating. Yeah. I was there with my wife. We were there together. No cheating. That'd be funny. The idea was like, I'm trying to think like, you know. Now my mistress was, there, was in another room. So I just kind of went between the two. Sure. You know, I say to Lisa. Archie Andrews style. I say to Lisa, oh, I forgot to get some ice. I grab the ice bucket, run down the hallway. Where are your pants? Go. <laughs> oh, I forgot my bathing suit in the other room. Hey, where's your jacket? Uh, I didn't have a jacket. I thought you had a jacket. No, no I yeah. never brought. Why would I bring a jacket in uh, October? Uh, here, I didn't bring a jacket. Oh, fuck! Why did I forget my jacket? I'm terrible at affairs. That's right. Why did I invite my daughter to this? I know, and I booked a room. Why did I invite my daughter to my affair party? This is terrible. Oh, anyway, I... this is my fake daughter. I have a I have a fake daughter that yeah. I cheat on, and I do daughter father things with. And in a, a real twist of fate, in the room beside my mistress was the vicar. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where why he entered into it, but there was an adjoining doors. It was a really confusing, and then it was adjoining doors between. Then turns out she was having an affair with the vicar. <laughs> what that that tracks? Yeah, she's very religious. That's the final. That's the final uh, act of the thing. <laughs> Just goes to chaos. <laughs> and there's a French maid speaks no English whatsoever. No, that's right. Like that's strange that they have that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh mon dieu, <laughs> monsieur. Oh, but also, it's pretty good because you got all these costumes too, right? Mm -hmm. So at one point, one of you has to dress as a ghost and just put the sheet on and cut some holes. And then she's like, oh, no, the sheets. Oh, the perfect sheets. There are holes in them. (laughs) And then uh, you go like, no, 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 I'm not a ghost. Uh, I'm just part of that religion that uh, has to have sex through sheets. (laughs) 
Well, why are there two holes? I don't want to get into this. <laughs> but I'm cheating on my wife. <laughs> With another, we're doing a three-way, and that's why we need two holes. I can't, but we still got to use the sheet. Why are they so close together? He's my best friend. <laughs> okay. I don't speak any English. Don't worry about me. Hello. Oh, Vicar. You're my best friend, right? Yeah. All right, coming in. <laughs> Cut the holes in the sheets. Who's this vicar? Is he a, sounds like more like a cab driver than a vicar. <laughs> Where are you going, Mac? <laughs> hello, hello. Who wants to go to heaven then? Hey. <laughs> God be with you. <laughs> and also with you. Body of Christ. <laughs> Just put it through the hole. <laughs> Boy. Boy of Christ. Oh, it's that time of the show. <laughs> Where is this? I notice you're out of drink. Do you need anything? I know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. You're good? You're yeah. good? Okay. Uh, I got to take a really quick uh, washroom break. All right. Uh, do you want to start uh, yeah. dark shadowing? Let's start dark shadowing. All right. I'll be you. right back. Yeah. Get out of here. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is David Dedrick, co host of the Sneaky Dragon podcast. This is time, the time of the show where we talk about vampires and werewolves and ghosts and other things. Actually, I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else. Um, did I say witches? Which is, anywho, where do we leave off last week, everyone? Last week, we had, oh, Quentin Collins, the ghost of Quentin Collins, drove the family, drove the, drove the Collins family, his, his uh, future relations, he drove them out of the house with his ghostly behavior and, and ghostly and ghastly. And so we have the, it's the morning after the family has fled Collinwood, they're now staying with, with uh, they're now importuning on Barnabas at the old house, staying there and, uh, and much, much ado about something. So in the morning, in the morning after all this hullabaloo, Chris shows up at the old house and he mentions seeing a mysterious man. He's comes, he comes to see Barnabas and he mentions seeing a mysterious man, of course, Quentin, standing, staring at the old house. Barnabas immediately understands that Quentin knows where the children are because you know if you if your idea of hiding from a ghost is to like move 500 yards down the street I don't think that's really going to trick a ghost this I know this is kind of late advice for the, for them but, but I don't think it's going to work but anyway uh so uh, Chris has come over to have a fit of self-pity and uh, Barnabas gives him a pep talk and uh that's about it for Chris Chris has much to do in this, this the part of the show. We seem to be really focusing on the kids right now, despite the fact that they kind of tied in, um, they kind of tied in Chris's werewolfism with with Quentin Collins. But it, for whatever reason, I don't know. It, it seems to be that that part of the plot seems to be limping along. But right now, we're like all about the kids. It's all about the kids in this most tiresome of plots, everyone. So um, David is w- walking around outside, which he shouldn't be doing because, as we've just heard. Quentin Collins is also outside, so he shouldn't be. He should be staying in the house. It's uh, it's uh, house arrest right now for the kids. Maggie mentions the name Quentin to Barnabas, who immediately, whose immediate interest is piqued. He says, "Hey, just the other night, I was looking up some stuff about my relatives. This is a part of the show I think we've forgotten about. Just how interested Barnabas is in the past of the Collins family." So he was looking up and he he uh, he grabs a book and he looks up a picture of Quentin Collins and shows it to Maggie and Chris, who immediately identify him as the ghost. Oh, so we're I'm back, by the way, everybody. Hi. Hi. I'm not a ghost, in case you were wondering. No. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. And by the way, if you just tune in for the Dark Shadows thing, uh, I'm Ian. Yeah. Okay. I think I forgot to say that this was Dark Shadows. Mm. Meanwhile, back at ghost-controlled Collinwood, David wants to go inside. So they, the kid, both David and Amy have walked over to Collinwood after being told, A, not to go outside of the old house, and B, not to go to the old, not to go to Collinwood. They're there anyway. And David wants to go inside to get the old telephone back because he feels like this is the way, if they destroy it, then they'll destroy the means of communication, that way that Quentin has been con- okay. contacting them. But Amy insists, Amy feels that she is less in the control of Quentin than David is. And so she insists on going inside instead. And she calls for the protection of Beth, and then she disappears upstairs. Meanwhile, Chris returns to his cottage to find Carolyn there. And they have a little bit of a scene together, a little lovey-dovey scene. Carolyn loves him, but he cannot let himself love her. He does love her, but he can't allow himself to love this her. This is the first love scene I've heard of in a while. Well, we've had it's some... It's weird for a soap opera that yeah. we don't have as... Uh... It's true. We've had a bit of smoochiness and a bit of stuff between between Carolyn and Chris. Okay. This has been the this has been the one, yeah, the one kind of romance that's... Besides the unspoken romance between Julia and Barnabas, mm-hmm. this, is the, uh, this, is the, this is the spoken romance. But, um, oh, okay. I, I wonder why... I was wondering who Dave was. But I guess I shortened his name from David to Dave. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Carolyn... As I say, Carolyn loves, they, you know, they go back and forth and Chris, you know, I can't love you. <laughs> I know the reason I can't love you is because I love you. And if I love you, then you can get hurt and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, yeah. But he's all very mysterious and she's, and she's all, well, I guess if you don't, you know, I guess if you can't take any risks in life, then you'll never find love and blah, 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 you know. And so then she goes and, and then, uh, and then Amy comes, but, uh, no, no, that's not when Amy comes. What am I talking about? Amy's back at the house. <laughs> Amy's back at the house, everyone. Uh, worried David goes inside Collinwood looking for Amy, because she's been quite a while and he's worried about her. But before he can like get into any trouble, Amy suddenly appears and tells David that the phone has disappeared. Oh. As the children walk down the stairs, the front door swings shut. Fortunately, Maggie arrives to rescue them. That's when Amy goes to Chris's cottage. But isn't it really, it's a nothing scene. It's a nothing scene at all. I guess it's just there to update us on something. I don't know what. Later that night, Barnabas is researching Quentin Collins in the family history. Upstairs, David is asleep. Suddenly, Quentin's music begins to play. And the phone begins to ring. And it's kind of a neat shot because the phone is in the foreground. It's like right in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. And David is quite a ways distance from it. And I was just like, in your face, General Hospital. (laughs) Let's see, they do that in all my children. They wouldn't because it's too complicated. Suck at guiding light. Suck at guiding light. You can't do this stuff. Only this show is crazy enough to attempt these weird shots. Hey, Edge of Night. This show is actually on the edge. Yes. Of night. Indeed. Amy Amy comes in to join Coronation David. Street. More like yeah. Coronation shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Westenders. Yep. No, it's the Eastenders. Shit. Forget it. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Eastenders. Leastenders. Oh, I was going to say more like rear-enders. But anyway, that's fine. No, no, no. That seems a little... What's too far? Did I go? It's a, was it anus I think, too far? I think, uh, yeah, I think Rear Enders was a too fart. <laughs> so, uh, Amy comes in to join, to join David, and let's face it, they are back under the control okay. of Quentin. Barnabas ruminates. He's downstairs, and he's thinking to himself, and I think it's an interesting thought, actually. He thinks, <clears throat> he's thinking about Quentin Collins, and he's going, he lived so long ago. He had a short life as well. You know, he apparently went to France, right, and all, somewhere... On the voyage, he died in his early 20s. And 
and, and Barnabas thinking, and during that time I was alive, I was locked, but I was locked in a coffin. So while I was locked in a coffin, it's like we passed each other in the night. You okay. know, he lived his life while I, while I, while I was, you know, not necessarily alive, but sort of, sort of the living dead, I guess is what he'd be. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, uh, now Maggie, of course, she's a nanny. She goes to look in on the children and they are gone, but she finds the phone. So she knows that something's up. Excuse me, everyone. <coughs> Excuse me a little. <clears throat> Maybe I do need some liquid. Anyway. Yeah. When yeah. May. Right back. Oh. oh thank you. When Maggie looks in on the children. Oh, sorry. I already said that. Maggie runs and tells Barnabas. So now they, they go into action stations. And Barnabas is like, I'm going to go over there now. And she's like, I'm going to come with you. And he's like, no, you can't come with me. It's dangerous. And she's like, but I have to do something. And he's like, no, I'm going to. And you can't go by yourself. And he goes, I won't go by myself. I'll go with Willie. And Willie returns. We haven't seen Willie for quite a while. So that was that was pretty exciting. I was oh, they're uh, showing their Willie. showing their Willie. I was reading an interview with John Carlin. I'll never do that on Rear <laughs> <laughs> No, it's all yeah. That's right. Um, they. Um, I was reading an interview with John Carlin uh, quite a while ago, and he was saying that one of the nice things about doing Dark Shadows was if you had like another job, mm-hmm. if you got like a play or whatever, they would just sort of write you out of the show for a while to give you time to to do oh, uh, do another job, and then when you were free again, they would just bring you back. So. They wouldn't kill you off. No, they wouldn't kill you off. They were like for a while they sent Willie to the to uh, Wincliffe to the sanitarium. That's where he was living for a while, and obviously John Carlin, the actor, was doing something else. And when that job was done, he came back to the show, and and he's been off for a little while, so he's back. So they sent him to the to the sanitarium. So in the show, Willie was nuts. They sh- they were showing Willie's nuts. Did you say? I'm just saying Willie was nuts. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. Thank you. That's what where they also sent Joe when Joe disappeared from the show, with the idea that maybe the actor would one day want to come back. Mm. They could just get Joe out of the sanitarium. The actor never came back, so Joe was always at the sanitarium, but that's a different thing. You know what the interesting is if uh, they basically sent everyone to the sanitarium who you know was off the show. Yeah. And then when they did a walk through the sanitarium at some point, it's just all their headshots, but looking through those little uh, doors, like the little windows into sanitarium doors, and it's just their headshots that are there as you're walking by. And you just go by so fast that you don't even notice it. You're just like, wait a second, is that all the... Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even have to bring the actors back. They should do that. They should do that. So... Uh, yes, so Willie and uh, Barnabas are uh, going to go to the house, and, and Maggie can't go. Girls can't have fun. At Collinwood, Amy attempts to escape Quentin's control. So she, she can't find David. David has disappeared. And she's upstairs in, in the West Wing and in, in the abandoned room, and she runs into Quentin there, and Quentin, of course, scares her a bit. And, and, you know, and, and, but she says, I don't want to play the, these game. I don't want to play the game anymore. Right. But, of course, Quentin puts on the music, and then she's under his control again. Doesn't last very long. These kids don't have much, uh, don't have much willpower. Um, then Willie and Barnabas arrive in search of David and Amy. And Amy has gone downstairs. She was uh, brought, she was carrying a dress with Quentin down the stairs, and she's in the drawing room when Willie and Barnabas arrive. And she goes and hides from them. But she drops the dress on the floor. Mm-hmm. So... Um, they go into the drawing room, they look around, they find the dress, they're not too sure what's going on, they look at it, they put it down, they put it on a coach, and then they decide they're going to go upstairs, and they do the thing that you should always do when you're searching a haunted house, which is, you go that way, and I'll go that way. Because, you right. know, you always want to split up when you're investigating murders, hauntings, anything of, anything like that. The best idea, separate. Right. Because, you know... Time is of the essence. Well, that's time of the essence. But also, we all know that a divided force is the, a stronger force. You yeah. know, so if if you want to be like, if you want to show a strength, immediately disengage with with the rest of everyone else you're with, 
and just kind of go off on your own. And that's much scarier to ghosts and monsters. Yeah, because they're shy. They don't want an audience. They don't want a bunch of people, you know. Yeah. That's right. It's too much for them. The conversation they can have. It overwhelms them. So, um, yeah, Amy hides from them. And then when they go upstairs, she comes out from her hiding spot. And Quentin finds her and gives her a job to do. Now, of course, he doesn't say anything. We just hear Amy going, what do you want me to do, Quentin? You want me to do a job? (laughs) Okay, Quentin, I will go do that job. Sounds like Quentin forgot his lines. (laughs) You go on further to say what, Quentin? (laughs) At the old house, Maggie is uh, sitting around, sort of, she's looking through the book that that uh, Barnabas was studying, but she's doing it in a very desultory way, as if she wasn't allowed to have any fun. And she sees Amy run past the window. Uh, and of course, she follows Amy when Amy's job was to lure Maggie to Collinwood. At the same time, Barnabas and Willie are ineffectually searching Collinwood. They almost find the secret door. They seem very close to it anyway. Uh in the storeroom, but a nervous Willie convinces <laughs> Barnabas to give up the search. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all have nervous Willies. Yeah, sometimes. It's fine. Nothing to laugh at you. And they end up in dark shadows. You make people feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes you feel better when you have a nervous Willie to be in the shadows. <laughs> sure. Makes sense. Maggie enters Collinwood and finds Amy. Um, i got to turn the page. Please do. Finds Amy in the, in the drawing room. As they talk... A familiar shadow comes down the stairs. Maggie begins to forcibly return Amy to the old house. But as she turns, she comes face to ghostly face. Oh, okay. With Quentin. She screams, and the screen goes black. I guess they went to a commercial in those days. I don't know. We come back to Barnabas searching the house. He opens the drawing room doors and finds Maggie sitting daintily on the couch doing some sort of, um, like... You know, cross stitch or whatever. Like, okay. uh, she seems to have amnesia. She doesn't remember who she, who he is. And when he asks her who she is, because she says she's not Maggie, right? And he says, "Who are you?" She she says, "I'm I'm I don't know." And then she screams and faints. Here's what I would do. Oh, Here's I a, sorry. Ahead, I did please. mention she was dressed in the dress that uh, that um, that they found in the couch earlier. Suddenly, she's dressed ah. as if she is a person of that time period. Here, here's what I think would be a creepy thing to mm-hmm. do: is you're uh, someone's doing needlepoint, mm-hmm. and uh, you're talking to the person, and you're like, "Something seems wrong," but they're like, "No, I'm fine. Everything's great. No, couldn't be better." And then you see, there's uh, what they're what they're needlepointing is the word "help." Oh, and they just like just turn, they slowly turn it around, yeah, yeah, and then like they they look down and see it, and they slap it out of their own hands. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And that's where we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop with her fainting. Okay. We don't know what's going on. I, I know it's a little short this week, everyone, but uh, I was busy. I went, went away on the weekend. That's right. I got a life. wife's birthday for crying out loud. Halloween. We had, you know, stuff Pia's, to do. Pia's having a birthday in December. You know, I'll be the same way. I'll be all just like, what? Before we go to letters, let me just, no. say, let me just give a anyway, quick, uh, quick update. Liam says, great episode. There, how oh, too bad. <laughs> how about this one? Edward's, Edward Dragansky says, yes, great episode. There, I read two letters already. Couldn't stop me. I'm two through, uh, two, two through the letters we'll, already. We'll do Tile Tales next time then. That's fine. Okay. No, go ahead. What was it? I was just going to say our bathtub arrived, finally. Ah, oh, very nice. After a, over a month of waiting. So, yay. And you had uh, made a haunted bathroom, though, before this. Yeah, Lisa decorated her bathroom with, with, our, with a lot of our Halloween decorations. That's true. But that, that, it's all been taken out because Halloween's over. Oh, too bad. Yeah. It'd be nice to have the haunted bathroom. Yes. It'd be like Harry Potter. We'll bring Moaning Myrtle in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone's got to take a poo. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think you're thinking of rear enders. Oh, boy. Man, let's, I'm going to steer away from that. Uh, so last week on the show, we asked a couple yeah. of questions like, do you celebrate Halloween where you live? And is it a big whoop? Uh, what's the best? That was your question. Yeah, what's the best Halloween costume you saw this year? I'd say for me, it was it was a big Porky Pig, inflatable Porky Pig. Yeah, pretty impressive. How about yourself? What did you? Uh, There's one I like. There was a uh, it was once again an inflatable one. That seems to be the new thing. Yeah, it was an alien holding the child. So the child was the alien. Yeah, from the movie Alien. No, no, it's just like a you know like a gray, but a green green gray alien style. And it's like taller than the kid, and it looks like it's holding on to the kid. Oh, but the kid is the alien's yeah, feet. Yeah, nice. It was a good. It was a good little thing. Yeah. And we also asked, what's uh, the most pointless remake that's uh, been done? Yes. Uh, so we, as we said, we had those nice letters from Liam and Edward uh, saying, "Great episode." That we couldn't take the compliment and just went, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> well, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'm glad. I'm glad people liked it. I'm glad people liked it. I thank you very much for enjoying yeah. that episode. That was so sweet that Dave is right now eating sour candy just to yeah, taste it. Yeah, I have to. Gotta, yeah, well. I got to. It's terrible. Um, I sent uh, Dave a list of uh, uh, candies and uh, what they represented to uh, kids. And uh, Dave, Dave, the candies gave Dave yeah, were top top drawer, top drawer. Um, what did you really do that? Yeah, I sent you a, a thing. It's a uh, it's. They made fictional versions of the candies, but it breaks down, you know, uh, you know, the old faithful, you know, it's just like someone who gives out the little fun size ones. But then you're the legend at the bottom who gives out the full size chocolate bars. Oh, nice. I like yeah. it. Uh, Louise writes, uh, we had around 150 kids at our candy slide this year. I think we did as well. Uh, that's twice as many trick or treaters compared to last year's pre-vaccine Halloween. Our pumpkin carving uh, theme this year was our hardworking healthcare heroes. We had a bumper crop of leaves uh, fall on our bullet. Yeah. Oh, did you have anyone protesting those pumpkins? You get that full experience. <laughs> Down with people helping. Um, we had a bumper crop of leaves fall on our boulevard and lawn this year. So I used them in a hapless, uh, head, headless leaf raker display. And, uh, and Louise sent us uh, yes, that. Yes, she sent so a picture. So we'll yeah. put that on the uh, website if you want to see it. There were a lot fewer fireworks set off as they were banned in Vancouver this year. True. But they're still legal in other municipalities, so they were easily obtained by our neighborhood refuse nicks. Uh, the authorities were not enforcing the bylaw, so there were enough bangs and pops to scare away the evil spirits mm-hmm. and the animals. <laughs> oh, this, yeah, there was one thing my wife was mentioning was uh, with the giant porky pig outfit, uh, there was a cat that was just fascinated by him and was just like scared but stalking him, but like just could not leave him alone. Um, <laughs> I hope that cat was okay. Uh, the best costumes I saw were worn by a family of two princesses and their three adult companions who were queens and a king. They were in full uh, Elizabethan garb with ruffs, wigs, makeup, and heavy crowns. Wow. It was great to see the grown-ups going full out, showing their offspring. You're never too old to have fun dressing up. So, okay. So they were queens and a king. So uh, they were four queens and a king. So that would be... Yeah, it's better than a. It's it's better than anything but a flush. Yeah, right. Like a flush would still take that sure. hand, or something you find in a bed and breakfast. Yeah. So uh, two two unnecessary uh, movie remakes that spring to mind are Psycho, nineteen ninety eight. Oh yeah, and Haitian uh, Vince Vaughn, and uh, Carrie, uh, two thousand and thirteen. There's, there's only one shot in that. So it's a. It's not not just a remake. It's a shot for shot remake. Yeah. With one shot that is not from the original film. Is it Gus Van Sant? It's Gus Van Sant who did it after he did Goodwill Hunting. Right. He had a lot of goodwill from doing that movie, Goodwill Hunting. 
And he took that goodwill and made a shot-for-shot remake of the movie Psycho by Alfred Hitchcock with a shot of a cow in the rain uh, as the one shot that's not in the not in the original movie. Quick question about, have you seen that cow in the rain? I've seen the movie. And you saw the cow? Mm-hmm. Was the cow standing or was the cow... Uh, yeah, the lying? cow's just standing and it's raining. Why wasn't it lying down? Because normally, normally cows will lie down in the rain. Oh, really? Yeah, they will cover that bit of grass. Oh, okay. Huh. They'll do that. That's strange. Okay, so uh, what do you think the cow was representative of? Like, holy cow, I can't believe I got to make this? <laughs> I think that's probably what it was. I can't believe they fell for this. Yeah, this watered-down milk. It's a... Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's interesting because it's not just... It is a remake of... It is a shot-for-shot shot remake, but it does twist it by changing the um, the actors. Like, in the original, the actress who played... Sorry, I can't remember her name. The actress who played Jimmy Lee, Lee Curtis's mom. Something Lee? Is that right? Can't remember. Sorry. I want to say Vivian Lee. I don't know if that's... No, right. Vivian Lee was in Gone with the Wind, wasn't she? Yeah, you're, you're right. Okay. Anyway, uh, Janet Lee? Sarah Lee? <laughs> she has some cakes. Anyway, in the original film... She is the sex object of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, va 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 voom, right? And Anthony Perkins is the, the milk toast. In the Gus Van Sant version, he flips it by making a young Vince Vaughn, who at the, that time was kind of like a... Janet Lee. Janet Lee. Yeah, that's what he said. Um, okay, well, that's right. right. Uh, by making Vince Vaughn, who at that time was kind of young, had a kind of a that kind of good-looking, you know what I mean? That, yeah. You know, that, that sort of look. Um, as the... As the, the Tony Perkins' character, who is, you know, like I say, was sort of the ineffectual, you know, and then making Anne Hesch the the Janet Lee character, uh, actress who, you know, is fine looking, but it's more of a mousy sort of a actress, not really mm-hmm. someone who's a real va-va-voom kind of character like Janet Lee. And I think that was an intentional flip of the of the sex object of the movie by by Gus Van Sant. That's that's really the I, I do think it kind of changes the way the film works. I don't know what what the purpose of it was but i guess it's sort of different i wonder if you could do a gender flip on uh on psycho of uh someone dressing up as the as a dad like lady dressing <laughs> up as a dad. i wonder if that yeah because the way the mother works is because you you don't ex- yeah you don't expect the, the 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 twist at the end that maybe it would work i don't know it'd be harder if, i don't know what's the other movie she just said uh carrie Carrie, I had not seen that. No, version. I haven't seen the remake of Carrie. No, what's the point? I think there was a sequel as well. To I think there was a sequel to Carrie, and then I think there was a the sequel Carrie to Carrie as well. The Rage. Yeah, Carry On My Wayward Son. Um, <laughs> it's one thing to remake a movie that was a hot mess or disappointed fans of the source material, Lynch's Dune, for example. It's another to redo a film that's a classic of a genre. Another remake that failed to uh, top the previous adaptation was Murder on the Orient Express, 2017, with Kenneth Branagh as Poirot. The 74 version with its star-studded cast of award-winning actors, uh, American and British actors, was far better. I still kind of liked it. Though though my favorite remake of Murder on the Orient Express, as I've said before, uh, Snowpiercer. <laughs> I think that I don't, I don't have as much trouble with people remaking ex- like a book. Like if you want to like reimagine a book. That's fine. I have no problem with that. It's to me, it doesn't make sense. Like when it's an original film, yeah. to remake it, that feels weird to me. Like it's one thing, you know. A lot of the people like grew up with a book and they love it and they want to like they when they get the opportunity, they want their chance to like bring that book to life in the screen through their eyes, you know. And that's fine. That's fine. I have no problem with, you know, I have no problem with like infinite numbers of of uh, Pride and Prejudices or, mm-hmm. you know, that's I think I think it's fun to see different interpretations of those, but I. 
I just feel like, yeah, like a movie like Psycho, where it's an original, you know, original concept and done by, in the style of a person who, you know, really made that movie work through their style. You know, what can you, what can you bring to that? You know, like there's, your interpretation is, you're interpreting, you're interpreting, you know, something that doesn't exist in any other way, but as as it is on the screen. It's not a book that people read and go, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, this happened. What or, do you think then of, uh, say, a TV show like Bates Motel? Does that make? Yeah, sense? it's boring to me. There's no no point to that. No, I don't see any point to it at all. Like, oh, for one thing, I just think the whole the whole idea of like the prequel or what happened before this. You know, it's just, I never I never watched that one. I did watch Hannibal, and I liked I liked the Hannibal TV series. But was so, Hannibal a prequel? I guess it was. Yeah, because yeah, no one knows he's. A and then it kind of led right into uh, Red Dragon. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Crystal agrees with Louise. So there we go. Agrees about the uh, Carrie remake. Uh, Edward, what, is, what does Chris say? I uh, will tell you. I absolutely agree with you about the Carrie remake. Okay. Uh, it wasn't as good as the original. I haven't seen it. I just rewatched the the uh, original, the Brian De Palma one. It was it's on Shutter TV. Okay. And so I gave that a rewatch, and uh, I have to say it, you know, holds up pretty well considering how old it is now. Mm-hmm. And I don't I think it's very scary, but I think it's an entertaining film. Like it. It does well by its source material, especially in the sense that you know Stephen King. You have to know you have to know to change it. You can't you can't worship at the ground that Stephen King walks on because you won't make something good. You well, have to. It's he's writing for a book, which is a different he's writing piece. for a book, and he's writing for his own particular. You know, he has his own kind of things he likes to like kind of write about, and you know, and maybe it might work in a book, but it's not going to work in a movie in many cases. You know, I like the fact that Brian De Palma was like um, they were you know working on the screenplay for Carrie and. Like they get to the near the end, you know, and the mum dies of a heart attack in the original in the book. Yeah, and in the screenplay, they just did that as well. And he's like, "Wait, we're just gonna this is like this is a person that's been like tormenting her daughter through the film, and this is what we're gonna do is like the right. ending." No, 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 we gotta come up with something else, you know. And that's that's how they developed the, devised the idea of having the crucifixion scene, and which is much more effective, obviously, because a it uses carries it's a movie. It's, it's a movie. Visual medium, it's yeah. visual. It uses Carrie's powers to, you know, do this final, like, not just erase her mom, but erase her from this world. You yeah, know? and that's that's a really effective ending. Anywho, I uh, yeah. Let me just say I'm pro Stephen King as as well, especially this week because uh, 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 the final episode of the first season of uh, Why the Last Man. Hopefully, there'll be a second. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, was this week, and uh, one of the people that came out in favor of, hey, we need more of this, uh, was Stephen King, who uh, tweeted that it was one of the most interesting shows on television. So, And I uh, got about 8,000 likes from that, too. So, yay to Stephen King, all for, <laughs> all for that fellow. Never met him. I've met his son. His son was very nice, Joe Hill, who uh, has a TV show uh, now, Lock and Key. Mm-hmm. That's a Joe Hill show. That's a show. It's on. It's not. Not. It wasn't getting great reviews from it's Mary. It's on Netflix. It was not getting great reviews from Mary. What's weird? The comic is uh, scary. The comic's really good. And the uh, yeah, and there was actually a really good uh, comic that he wrote. There was a crossover between Sandman and Lock and Key recently. Okay. That I just stumbled upon. And I really liked the art, and I picked it up. And then I read the story, and was like, "This is a really, really good story. It yeah. ties these two worlds together. Sure. Really, really nice. It and takes place in the '70s, right? It's Lock and Key Party." So I'll go, I'll go on. Edward Dragansky uh, writes, uh, Personally, we don't celebrate. We didn't celebrate with a party or trick-or-treaters this year. Oh. But it was great to see everyone else out and about over the weekend as they were uh, making, as if they were making up for last year. Hmm, we had yeah, wonderful weather. We did as well. Yeah, was it? 
which was so plenty of uh, outdoor parties that I saw and heard as I walked my neighborhood. I know I sound like an old poop for not getting into the spirit of Halloween by dressing up and handing out candy. I have no idea what to dress as and nowhere to go. Uh, I'd say dress as the Dr. Pepper guy. Yeah, whoever yeah. that is. And then when someone asks, who are you? And you go, I'm a pepper. And you know what else? He's a pepper. You know what else? <laughs> She's a pepper. Uh, my dogs lose go. their minds whenever someone's at the door, so the kiddos just pass our house up. I get uh, enough enjoyment watching others celebrate around uh, our area, and that was enough for me. That is okay. You know, being a Halloween pooper is also a costume, so that's fine. Uh, later in the evening of Halloween, I made a trip to Walmart. I saw three older teens dressed as the Joker, Harley Quinn, and a fairy with big wings. <laughs> this guy's Joker costume was perfect. He had a perf- uh, purple tailcoat, green hair and makeup, pinstripe pants, and an orange vest. He looked awesome. Harley was perfect, too, uh, with the black and red outfit, pigtails, uh, with the blue and pink and dyed ends. All she needed was a huge mallet. As the three left Walmart, one of the girls, maybe even the fairy, started singing as they walked to their car, and they sounded so wonderful, almost professional. My son's girlfriend sings opera, so I know how uh, these kids can belt it out uh, like this on uh, on cue and at any time. It was nice to see the kids looking and sounding so good and having fun. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, in my opinion, so many of the sci-fi monster and horror remakes fail to interest me. Uh, by the way, Edward, maybe you know, how does the mummy kill people? Let us know. Um, so many uh, Godzilla remakes. The Mummy, 2017. The Day the Earth Stood Still, 2008. The Omen, 2006. The Hitcher, 2007. And that painful version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, simply called The Invasion with Nicole Kidman in 2007. Just give me the great Donald Sutherland pointing with that open mouth glare at the end of the uh, 1978 version. Spoilers! <laughs> I mentioned The Hitcher too. The original scared me so bad, I was scared to get into my car for fear uh, Rudger Hauer would be in the back seat. I checked the damn car inside and out maybe three times. And if you turn it around, there have been a few remakes that improve or hit the mark in ways the original didn't. DOA from 1998 was a film that I liked better than the 49 original version. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, That was a surprise for me. John Carpenter's The Thing. Was another sure, yeah. scared the shit out of me, so I guess that succeeded <laughs> where the previous one didn't. I haven't uh, watched the True Grit remake with Jeff Bridges, so the jury's still out. Yeah, it was all right. I enjoyed and, that uh, until I check it out. Uh, so enjoyed the Halloween music. Maestro Dedrick never disappoints. Uh, salutations <laughs> to uh, every and all sneakers. I'll be right and with a with a the the W here next week. <laughs> nice. Crystal responds that she liked. And I'll put it in first person. I like the True, True Grit, uh, Grit remake, but only because I had ne- neither read the original novel nor saw the John Wayne movie, so it didn't have a point of reference uh, to compare it with or judge against it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand the new version of The Craft. Remake, reboot, retelling, whatever. <laughs> I sat down to watch it with the expectation of the producers trying to make uh, to top the pivotal fight scene in the original. Feruza Balk was creepy, aggressive, and crazy as heck. Uh, dragging on her tippy toes. I was completely <laughs> underwhelmed with the battle scene at the end of the new movie. It wasn't a battle at all. The girl witches just kind of held hands and defeated the guy witch with kindness. I mean, I get what the producers were trying to do, but making this a movie about girl empowerment and acceptance, uh, those certainly aren't bad messages, but instead of a big epic battle of good versus evil, there wasn't much of a battle, if you could call it that at all. 
Uh, didn't they realize that the majority of viewers were probably going to be people in their 40s? People who were in high school when the first movie came out? People for whom the original holds such an important uh, place in their adolescence? People who could go, who would uh, go see it out of curiosity and nostalgic love for the original? People who wanted to see a witch battle more <laughs> epic than the original? Love it, Crystal. Yeah. A witch battle. Mick Elliott writes, Hey, gents. Hello. That's us. Yeah. Growing up in Australia in the 80s, Halloween was not a thing at all. Hmm. It just wasn't part of the culture. My friends and I were so envious watching American <laughs> movies that showed trick-or-treating. The Halloween sequence in E.T. was the stuff of fantasies. Yeah, I can imagine. But little by little, against a lot of pushback and criticism from older generations about the Americanization of our culture, mm. it has finally become more mainstream. And it is awesome! <laughs> I love that it is not tied to any religion and it doesn't have the baggage of other seasonal celebrations, long dinners with relatives they only see once a year and would happily never see again trying to buy last minutes, uh, last minute presents for people you otherwise would never interact with. Ugh. Halloween is a concentrated afternoon or evening of dress up, cosplay, and confectionery, which is all about the kids. Uh, this year, I took my 10 year old son trick or treating. He wore an it style clown mask under his hoodie, and it was excellent to watch people walking past whispering, Oh my god, that is so freaky. <laughs> Pointless adaptations. Though the movies were fine, you could probably put Sony's contractual obligation uh, remakes of the Sandman films in that... Oh, sorry. Spider-Man films in that box. And while not exactly a remake, mm -hmm. I would also point to the cynical money grab of splitting the last Hunger Games book, which was far and away the weakness, weakest, into two films. And I totally agree with David's rant... Uh, from a few episodes back about the forthcoming adaptations of the Lord of the Rings books. Honestly, we have 10 hours worth of these movies already. Or 500 hours if you include the Hobbit films. We don't need more. That is all. Nice burn. Mm -hmm. 500 hours. That's true enough. We don't need any more. We don't need any more. Crystal is back and another oh, letter. Crystal. Let's read what Crystal has to say. Boop. Love the Halloween songs this week. Oh, thanks. The little old lady from Transylvania and I'm the Wolfman will probably make their way into a library playlist this year. Oh, nice. There we go. Uh, I live out in the country where you don't get trick-or-treaters, nor do you go trick-or-treating. That said, in, uh, in town, Halloween has become a huge weekend celebration. Friday through Sunday, there were a number of trick-or-trunks uh, parties and fall... Was that right? Trick-or-trunks? Is that correct? <laughs> okay, maybe. Uh, I had fall festivals being held in various churches and civic groups. That didn't stop a few negative Nellies from naysaying and frowning upon the whole thing. Halloween is supposed to be about the children dressing up and getting free candy. And it's always sad when some people spoil that innocent joy by trying to make everything evil. Mm -hmm. I'm remembering now that I think Crystal wrote another letter last week that we didn't get around to. Yes. Uh, but I'll read that afterwards. The two best costumes I saw this year, besides my little boys, <laughs> were a father who dressed up as a as Fezzik from The Princess Bride and a teenage girl who dressed as a fairy fawn. Wow. There have been many pointless and plain old terrible remakes of beloved fiction over the years. But I would especially like to point out how horrible the films Chitty Chitty Bang Bang starring Dick Van Dyke and The Cat in the Hat uh, starring Mike Myers were. Okay. Uh, I'll start with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. 
Very good. Yeah, let's let's hear the, let's hear this. Uh, the original novel by Ian Fleming is a cute story of a slightly anthropomorphic race car yeah. that can do magical things and takes the family on magical adventures. Think Herbie on steroids. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that movie, Herbie on steroids. Remember that? That was pretty good. <laughs> it was good. It was a great. It was a great story to start story, with. Starring the Rock. But the producers brought in a beloved children's author Roland Dahl to help write the screenplay. Okay, well, what could go wrong with that? Oh, wait, let's also make it a musical. Mm. <laughs> Somehow in the process of concept to execution, something went horribly, horribly wrong. Not even the most beloved national treasure that is Dick Van Dyke could save this movie from being stupid and boring. <laughs> I have not so fond memories of watching this disaster as a child and cringing at the toot sweet song and dance routine. Toot sweet. Toot. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, my husband uh, uh, bought me a copy a few years back and insisted we watch it. It was just <laughs> as god-awful as I remember. On a side note, there is a marvelous audiobook series narrated by David Tennant, from the original classic to the posthumous sequels, I enjoyed listening to this series. Oh, that's nice. Uh, the Child Catcher was, uh, was creepy. Remember that in the, in the thing. Another cinematic, it's gold, what could possibly go wrong adaptation is the Cat in the Hat live action movie. What could go wrong? Everything. I'm literally cringing as I think about the movie while typing this. There was not an ounce of subtlety in the film. It was an over the top scenery chewing extravaganza of torture. Someone should lock up Mike Myers and not let him out unless he's reprising his role as Dr. Evil. <laughs> Sneaker Chief managed. Have a great week. Sneak Chief managed. Oh, I see. I get it. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, there was, a, there, was some, there was some sexy jokes in the cat in the hat that were about his hat that were like, what, the, what are you doing? Cat in the hat. They, uh, Edward Dragansi says, I'd kill for that flying car, though. And I'd park it in my garage uh, right next to Professor Fate's Hannibal uh, Twin X. Okay. Uh, I mean, okay. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say the... Uh, chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Chitty, chitty, chitty bang, bang, bang. We love you. Hi, low. Everywhere I go now. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Loves it, too. Something, something, and another <laughs> thing, and a third thing, and then that thing. Was it bang, Anthony bang, Newley who played the, the child catcher? I don't know if that's... I don't know. Oh, it, that's a terrifying... That's, that's a, a terrifying, terrifying performance. People still get scared. <laughs> Edward Dragansky writes again, uh, lest we forget a few more soulless abomination remakes. Clash of the Titans, 2010. Mm. Doolittle, 2012. Oh, boy. Shaggy DA, 2006. I haven't seen that. Robocop, 2014. Awful. And I haven't seen the French Dispatch yet. Uh, I Gosh thought darn I'd, good. I thought I'd comment on Anderson's style of filmmaking, which kind of memorizes, mesmerizes me as if I'm watching a painting or art. At the same time, his films make me feel stupid. <laughs> I sometimes get the feeling I'm not getting all his humor, even though I don't mind feeling stupid. Consider this, though. If you were able to bring the 1933 Marx Brothers to present day, would you consider Wes Anderson as their director? Of course, Bill Murray would have to be involved. Would no, that work? No. I don't think so. It'd be a little too precious. I would. Well, it's not just too precious. I just feel, we talked about this on Full Marks, I believe, which is that you need a director who has no style. Who's just there as like a a, a a ringleader just to kind of keep everything on track? I think the Marxes, you know, are just like you just need pure Marx brothers. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to have someone imposing there. Like like I, I do love Duck Soup a lot, but I feel like Duck Soup. The one thing it suffers from is the imposition of the director's sense of humor onto the Marx brothers' sense of humor. You now know? I'm just picturing 
uh, the song, uh, The Imposition, uh, done to uh, The Inquisition. Mm. The Imposition. Sorry <laughs> now, we're Imposition. Yeah, so, you know, Leo McCary came out of silent films and he really liked silent film comedy. And so he he brings in all these silent film elements into the, into it, which some of them are great. I love the mirror sequence. But the mirror sequence was not in the original script. It was just like improvised on, on the, the day of, you know, it oh, was wow. just thrown into the movie. Oh, wow. You know, like, so it kind of derails things a little bit because what was supposed to establish things through a, you know, a long sequence of establishing the, the, the plot as well as hu- the humor uh, all kind of fell out the window and so they could put in this the, the mirror sequence. This sounds like a terrible idea, but it might actually be a good idea. Sure, let's hear it. All right. Uh, Judd Apatow. Because the problem with Judd Apatow is he lets his actors just go loose. Yeah, yeah. But, like, if you had actors who mm-hmm. knew what they were doing. Yeah, who could do that, yeah. And he gets the fuck out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that might. Yeah, uh, I think that's actually a good, like, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of time for Judd Apatow. But just because I don't think his movies are good. But um, I think, yeah, with in that situation, he might, you know, yeah. Like, so. Yeah, if he could just allow, like, instead of putting someone like, like, I always feel sorry for Melissa McCarthy. Like, I think she's a good comedic actress, but I don't think she's like a great improviser. Yeah. And when I think she's put into a situation where she's just asked to improvise, she it, she just kind of resorts to crudeness. Or it's or he's just yelling lines out from the side, mm. and she's got to just say them without, you know, thinking about them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and she seems game for that, but, uh, oof. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying my best to load up uh, episode 2016. My computer is slow, but it seems to be coming up now. Here, Here we works, go. Everybody. We, we Let's get Crystal's letter from last week. Getting Crystal's letter from last week. Last week's letter. Uh, I know you've already recorded this week's episode. You were right. Uh, but I want to share a picture of how the wheelchair costume turned out. My son was super excited to go to school this morning. And uh, we've included the picture. And the picture is of Crystal's son as a tractor and is amazing. It's a great picture. I'm going to put it up on uh, sneakerdragon.com. Go check it out. Uh, that's my husband in the picture, making sure everything's fastened correctly. He had a great uh, idea of recording sound on one of our son's uh, assistive buttons uh, so that his costume could have sound too. I bet it drives the teacher and aides crazy and gets removed from the chair before the end of the day. Uh, I'm pretty uh, proud of how the costume turned out. The only thing I wish is I could have done differently is the bottom of the, of the poster board. I left it white so it would blend in with the school floors, but in hindsight, I wish I had painted it black so it would blend in better with the wheelchair. But happy Sneak-A-Ween! We all did have a lovely Sneak-A-Ween, and uh, I would advise you to go check that out. Yes. Uh, do we have any emails? We don't have any emails. Uh, people didn't want me to read, read out their letters this week. They didn't want you to. They didn't want... They just, uh, we, the only one we got was, it just said, up yours, Dave. Oh! I know. I thought, who's Is this? Is that word? like said in a positive way? Like, well, up yours. I thought maybe they were, ah! I thought they were a fan of the rear enders, but I don't know. Oh boy. How did they know that was going to be? <laughs> Strange, isn't it? So if they knew, knew us better than we knew ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are no, uh, there are no, nothing. Nothing at all. Too bad. Okay. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> nothing this week. All right. So, uh, next week, uh, the questions we got are, what is something you would recommend? A, a, a form of entertainment or a piece of entertainment you would recommend. Yeah. But you, but with no questions asked. Yeah. Don't ask me any questions about no it. No spoilers. Just, just, just Go see watch this. it cold. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, th- that advice, uh, pertains, uh, to our recommendation that was the same recommendation we got for one cut of the dead. So that's question number one. Okay. Do we have any other questions? Well, we were talking. Who's talk- someone you had an affair with? 
<laughs> How'd it go? That's right. Was it long? Was it a long-lasting relationship? Did Are you, you still you, married to this day? Yeah. Were you really yappy, like in a in a in, in a public one place? town over, like a bunch of dopes? <laughs> Um, how about this question? Oh, it's very, it's very broad. And let me just think if I can narrow it down a little bit. I don't know. This is going to ask for an anecdote from people, this question. All right. But uh, Mick brought up the fact that he enjoys Halloween because it's a very in and out. It's a quick go in, go out. You don't have like, there's no like long run up of gift buying or having to get a turkey and get that cooked because family's coming over. And here's Uncle Frank who has a lot of, Loud opinions, opinions about other he people coming into the country and won't we'll take the shoes off. <laughs> and he's a huge fan of the rear enders and always talking about it. Yeah. And so then it's part of a group called the Loud Boys. <laughs> uh, so uh, tell us about a um, family dinner that did not go well. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right. I'm curious to hear. All right. So there you go. Folks. Oh, There's boy. Family dinner. Would you accept a lunch? Sure. Okay. A family meal that didn't go well. Family meal did not go well. So those are the questions. What's some, what's a form of entertainment uh, that you would recommend? Uh, no questions asked. And uh, what is a family meal that did not go well? By the way, we'll accept one that did go well as well. Just to balance it because we need a third one. So there. There you go. Here's how you do. Go to sneakydragon.com, sneakydragon.com. I sing it because we paid for the uh, jingle. <laughs> and we've forgotten to use it Sneaky for the last 500 plus episode. Com. Yeah, the original one was SneakyDragon.com, <laughs> which I don't, I don't know. We paid $500 for that. And I don't think we got replaced. Yeah, we quite. did. Yeah, and, and what we didn't realize was the guy was having a stroke while singing it to us. <laughs> He's having a fair All the su- Yeah, he was. <laughs> So anyway, go to SneakyDragon.com. We've got all our episodes there. And underneath each episode is a message board. Yeah. And uh, on there, uh, you'll see the things. You'll also find uh, delightful pictures of costumes of tractors. So check that out. It's a I know it's some a of you costume. are interested in that, Regis. <laughs> I believe Regis wrote and uh, and uh, paid that costume a compliment on in the last episode. Ooh, so. Well, sorry. I, uh, I brushed over that. You I brushed over that. You did. Ugh. What a what a terrible thing! I can't get it back up again. Anyway, Regis said something like, uh, "That was great." He did. So. Yeah, good. Okay, that all makes sense. Uh, if it's you want, John Deere, of course, he approved. Mm-hmm. If you want to uh, email us, we're at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Mm-hmm. Sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. <laughs> if you want to uh, go to Twitter and find us, we are uh, sneaky underscore dragon, and we're on Tumblr still. Tumblr still exists. I know. Everyone's like, "Do you mean TikTok?" No. I mean Tumblr. Tumblr. What? I mean that site that used to have pornography on it and then didn't? Yeah, we're still there. Why? I don't know. Well, we're sneakydragon.tumblr.com. Old habits die hard. That's that's true. That's a remember that the Killer Nun movie? Old habits die hard. <laughs> I do remember that yeah, movie. Where uh, it was, uh, it was there was a, a terrorist a big tower. Yeah, there was a terrorist, terrorist raid on the convent. Yeah, and it but, was a big. Uh, it was weird that the, the convent was a huge tower. It was weird, but you know that was. That Closer was the, to God, they the said. The Tower of Power, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then one of the nuns just had enough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she said, know, I'm having none of it. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll forgive anything, but I won't forgive this. And then uh, <laughs> revenge. Uh, so, so yeah, contact us that way. That would be uh, swell and uh, and uh, all that stuff. Yeah, we're getting to the end like of this uh, party. This is the time where... <laughs> We'd reach out for an awkward hug, and then yeah. go, can we still hug? We, we say, I don't know. It was, was this the best episode yet? Is this a great episode? <laughs> Come on. 
Come on, buddy. Oh, no, no. Now we're needy. <laughs> we fed the cat too many times at the table. <laughs> now this is a... Com- I know. Oof. Uh, tell me about my life. <laughs> there we are. There we are. Um, so thank you so much for, uh, for tuning in. And uh, we will be back again shortly. And, uh, and by shortly, you mean in a week. Well, look. It could be, or depending on when you listen to this, and then when you listen to the next one, it could be like, okay, Oh, that's true. that's true. We don't know when you listen. I know. I could, I Maybe just... you're binging them all on a flight to somewhere. <laughs> In which case, I apologize. Okay. I hope you all stay, uh, stay healthy and uh, stay well, and uh, we love you. Bye. Bye, everyone. show another go we hope to god it didn't blow